Imagine a dimension slightly different from the one we're in. For me, it was Tuesday. History is the same, but it isn't. Welcome to the new 42. Hey everybody, this is Ken Masters, and you're listening to 42 Level 1. The new 42. Well, how's it gonna be, kid? I'm a star. Bra, bra, bra! Coming down for ya. Damn it. Mandy, you're getting off the 73. I'm not a doing normal pet. I'm the animal. Okay. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and we're another level. This is episode 300. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Alistair Kennedy, and here with me is always the Twilight Princess of all games himself. Mr. Andy Walker. And um, so 300. Well, we've done actually more with specials and re-recordings and 299.5. But yes, this is the official episode 300. It's the episode uh, 300. <laughs> it's, yes, it is. It is. Um, so yeah, um, let's just get started with Big Screen, We Screen. This is the part of the show where we talk about all the TV and all the movies we have watched this week. So watching. He broke up a bit there, but I'm guessing you said what I've been watching. <laughs> I did, I've, I did indeed. Yeah, um, I've really I've only watched uh, Good Place. It's pretty much it, to be honest. Um, yeah. I'm guessing that you probably watched that as well. I did watch Good Place, and I absolutely loved it. Yeah, it was a really good episode this week. Um, I, I liked how we we're we're seeing things that are wacky again. Like you'd mentioned it like a few weeks ago, and I wasn't really too bothered about like missing stuff like that. But um, I think now that it's back in the wackiness, <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, I like this. Um, but yeah, it was a really good episode again, and uh, yeah. But I didn't watch anything else at all whatsoever that I can think of. Uh, I watched a good place, and I really, really did enjoy it as well. The um, I can't remember what happened. They fought the demons in the bar. That's what they did. Yep. But it was cool seeing Janet like get her pearls back briefly as well. When she was halfway through the portal, yeah, like yeah. that. And she told GD about the past life as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like... Janet was like a ridiculous fighter as well. Like I didn't ex- you didn't expect her to be like a good fighter. You're like, okay, she's fucking pulling like Black Widow moves. <laughs> yeah, when when she came into it. Was... Oh, okay. Um what's gonna happen here? Janet kicked ass. Which was awesome. Um, I just need to pull up my notes. I need to stop working. I'm working all day. I think my I think my favorite part of that whole se- sequence in that probably that episode was when she was fighting a guy using uh, a, a like a snooker triangle. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I mean, you, you did watch something else that I watched as well um, on Netflix: Terrorism, Close Calls, it's a documentary. Oh. Yeah, I did watch the first and second episode of that. 
Yeah, well, Sorry, mate, you broke up again. I watched the second. Oh my god, I'm going to restart. <laughs> yeah, so restart your Skype. Um, but yeah, so th- this program is basically, um, it- it's basically about uh, real life terror events which have been thwarted by the like government officials. Um, I believe it's all American ones, but this is a, a new kind of documentary series that's on, uh, it's on Netflix. Um, and I, I get the whole. The whole first season is up there now. Um, I, I think it was this year it came out. Could could have been last year though. But um, but this is I was certainly watching it for the for the first time new anyway. Um, but yeah, I quite liked the first episode. Um, second episode not so much. But like the first episode was really cool. It's it's interesting the way they kind of splice in like the potential things that might have happened with like real things that actually have happened in the past. So they had like I think the first episode was all about like. It was a thwarted bomb plot on the New York subway, and uh, they had a lot of stuff like in it about like nine eleven and things like that. So uh, it was really, and and the London terror attacks as well from uh, a few years ago as well. And um, so that that was really uh, I really interested actually. Um, but f- for me, I, I didn't like the way that it was presented too much because it really it didn't feel like a Netflix show. And now, although they say, yeah, it's a Netflix original, it's clearly either been on a network in America or it's um, been designed in the exact same way as, like, a network show has been done in America. And what I mean by that is, like, if you've ever seen a History Channel show about, like, kind of, like, real-life events type thing, um, like, this this sort of stuff, then... It, yeah, that's really where it's been. It's been pitched, and they have over dramatized some of the stuff, and they've got like reenactments here and there of uh, of bits and pieces as well. Um, but but I, did, I certainly did enjoy the uh, the the first episode of it of it anyway. Not so much the second one. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, very much like a History Channel type show. Uh, it might even be on the History Channel in America. Like I, I couldn't tell you. But yeah, I'll be interested to see what Ali thinks of it when he comes back, and hopefully he's not. Old distorted D again. <laughs> yeah, um, outside of that, um, but yeah, first, so they've watched the first two episodes of that, which, um, it, it was like, I don't know if I would necessarily say that it was good, but it was certainly compelling to watch. If you, if you catch my drift, but, um, <clears throat> but not one that, I'm absolutely clamouring to watch the uh, the next episode of, um, and I'm not sure what the what the third episode is about. To be honest, I haven't got that far in it just yet. But yeah, I want to see what Ali thinks of this before I move on. But I've watched um, quite a lot of shows like about terrorism and stuff like that, and uh, it's not something that we get quite so much of over here. Touchwood, um, certainly not up in Scotland again. Touchwood, but um, it is something something much more prevalent in in America. And uh, the way they're talking about it, like with uh, the counterterrorism unit and stuff like that, it always kind of reminds reminds me of like Twenty Four, um, but obviously Twenty Four is totally fictional. But it, it's Twenty Four is obviously based on those kind of like real life type event things that could or have happened. So you back, Ali? Yes. Yes. I think so. Let's give it a bash. 
going wrong. Oh my god. <laughs> so that was, okay, like just just talk for a minute and we'll see what happens. Uh, um, it keeps going like green signal though down to red signal. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, what did you think of this uh, this terrorism show then? Um, it was okay. Like I watched the first two. Like the first one, like saying the things that flagged up red was the way that he was using code and stuff. Hmm. Um, and it was pretty bad code. <laughs> like it wasn't even like well hidden. And then in the second episode, they pretty much gave you the cookbook yourself and put up directions and diagrams on the screen. So I'm like, I, yeah, I hope to never like, watch this. Here's how, here's how to make a bomb. <laughs> Like what the fuck? Why why are you showing people this? Like that's very strange. Yeah, that is a strange one. I mean, it seems interesting enough, but um, hmm. it's not one that I'm going to need to binge watch necessarily. No, maybe it's one that um, that the government monitors who watches it, and then you end up on like a watch list if you watch this, and they're like, oh, if this guy orders any of the chemicals that are mentioned in these episodes, <laughs> then th- then automatically go to his house and see if he's so, making a bomb. So it's like a honeypot. Yeah. No, um, no, it was, it was, just, it was quite, it was quite good. It was quite good. I mean, it was, it was alright. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't great. No. Yeah. Um. So did you watch anything else? Uh, I started watching that. Um. What do you call it? Uh, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. All oh, right. How is it? It's actually not bad. I watched like the first three episodes. Yes. Um. Actually, quite enjoyable. I would definitely suggest you watch it. Um, don't have too much to say about it because it's not like the old show at all, really. Mm. Which was sitcomy, but we kind of knew that going in. But yeah, it's 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 good enough that I'm gonna I'm interested in it. It's got a lot of LGBT issues peppered in, obviously, to get the likes mm. and that side of things. Mm. Um, but yeah, I really I really really enjoying it so far. Thanks. Don't have too much to say. Like the, the actress that plays one of the ants was Dawn from the Office, the British Office, the blonde girl um, that was going out with Tim in it. Um, it's fine. Like it's they're, they're basically like Sabrina has obviously got to sign the dark book and have a dark baptism on her sixteenth birthday mm. um, to become a witch, and she's kind of torn because like I think her dad was a warlock and her mum was just a normal human, as they call them or whatever they call them, mm. and. Um, She's kind of torn because you have to give up basically your mortal life if you want to become a witch. And she doesn't really want to do that, being at her age. So she kind of has to make a deal with the devil almost. Um, that she doesn't have, she has to practice magic, but she doesn't have to give up her old life because of her parents. Uh, so yeah, it's, it seems okay. Was, the story hasn't really kicked in. You know, the first three episodes has been more, has been more like just a here's who the characters are still stuff. Yeah, um, which is quite a lot for like a season that's only ten episodes. Uh, to have mm. three episodes of look at these guys, you know, mm. like this is what they do. You could have covered the first three episodes, the first three episodes in one episode, I think, with clever editing. Um, definitely didn't need like three episodes for it. But yeah, I, I don't feel like I was bored at any point watching it or nothing like that. So that's a positive. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really watch it. Oh yeah, sorry, I did. I watched a movie. Hold on, I'm just sorry. I've just logged back in my <laughs> Apple emails, and I get they're coming through like ten to the dozen. Um, so yeah, basically, um, through work we were doing stuff about Steve Jobs and things like that, you know. And uh, 
what what happened was that he um he, he, he used it was his wordplay it was his visual indications you know like he always had a slideshow in the background he used big fancy words like captivating words and it was his stage positioning as well and throwing in jokes and it was just really interesting to hear all about that so I watched um, Jobs because there was two movies that came out about the same time Steve Jobs with um, Fastbender, which I'd seen and it was okay mm. and this one Jobs and now the one with Michael Fastbender was kind of more later on in his life towards like the iMac came out and um, the iPod was being discussed whereas this one kind of just gets up to the iMac like it's all early life like I really wish okay. they went into the iPhone and stuff mm. so this one goes from like his college years right through like from the start of the company and stuff whereas the Fastbender one just kind of touched on it lightly but I'll say one thing. I never expected Ashton Kutcher. Like, I didn't realise the, the the way Ashton Kutcher looks so much like Steve Jobs when he was younger. Um, and there's a part where they, like, do him as he's, uh, when he's older at the start. He's introducing the iPod. And, uh, my goodness, he, 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 it's spot on. Like, I'll send you the two photos, Andy. One when he's, Ashton Kutcher's playing him when he's younger and one when uh, he's playing him when he's older. And it's like a split image of Steve, half Steve Jobs face half Ashton Kutcher like grade if you will mm, and yeah. like honestly throughout the film like I bought it he, Ashton Kutcher apparently method acted it as well so um, yeah I just he, looked at the picture there like that's uncanny <laughs> yeah um, I'm guessing it's that one that you've seen um, but yeah holy moly have you seen the one with the Steve Jobs is the older one is that the one you looked at or yeah, the older one that I've that seen when he's kind of balding. Half and half. Got the glasses yeah. on, yeah, yeah. And then the younger one, as I've just sent you. Like, yeah. <laughs> honestly, like, he, he looked perfectly. I would say, obviously, because he's a better actor, like, I preferred Fassbender's performance. Like, he was more believable, whereas Steve Jobs was a dickhead. Like, he really was. Like, he wasn't a nice man to the people that worked for him, and he wasn't nice to his daughter. Like, he kept claiming that wasn't his and they both covered that but I think the Ashton Kutcher one painted them in a better light you know whereas the Steve Jobs movie that was based off his biography that was written you know the commissioned biography of Steve Jobs um, and Steve Wozniak who was his business partner uh, said that the Steve Jobs one with Fassbender captured him better like regardless of Ashton Kutcher looking exactly like him but an entertaining movie all the same like Ashton Kutcher kind of like the stories about Steve Jobs, like Steve Wozniak said, he was he had a mythology behind him before he even died, and now it's even got like more so. Like, what is the real story? And watching these two films kind of shows that, like, they're both like two different versions of the same story almost. And it's entertaining enough that I would definitely recommend watching both of them, um, especially if you were a fan of The Social Network. Have you seen that movie about Facebook? Social Network's really good as well, and I'm not a big Facebook fan. Um, <laughs> you fucking hate Facebook? Why are you watching a Facebook movie? Because it's interesting how they put it together. doesn't mean I like the end product. <laughs> it's funny. It's really good. It's a really good, really good uh, movie. Other than these two, but the Steve Jobs movie is Danny Boyle, uh, who done, was it Trainspotting and Sunshine mm, yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, he does that. And, uh, I'm sure he did the social... 28 days later. Yeah, 28 yeah. days later. Yeah. He done them. But no, I would, I would I think you would you would enjoy them. The same kind of like techie sort of guys films. Um it's just interesting the way he develops like from his computers and then how he links them to like design, you know, cuz obviously like Apple like my opinion Apple doesn't matter, but like Apple's always looked really nice. 
like their designs like and he was like design isn't how it looks it's how it's put together and like it's just these viewpoints and stuff was really good and obviously they've used some of these direct quotes for this movie as well um but now that i've seen the two fictionalized versions my next one to watch uh the ashton kutcher one's on youtube by the way in full for free um which is weird i don't know if it's one that will be like pulled down at some point but yeah, it's there. And, and then there's there's one called Man in the Mirror, which is a documentary with interviews with people that knew who he really was like, uh, what he really was like. And I'm I'm interested to see that one, to be honest with you, because I want to see the real take of the people that actually work with him and around him. Hmm. So um, Man in the Machine and uh, Jobs, they're both on Netflix. I'll send you the link, Andy. That's them both. Because um, I was just looking up, like it was to see his iPhone unveiling, because it was part of our work for our um, course that I just done, hmm. and uh, I came across these. I'm like, oh, both of them are on YouTube for freeze. Okay, nice. So, um, definitely recommend them. Um, and Ashton Kutcher, like, it's probably the best I've seen him acting. Like, even the way he walked was kind of Steve Jobs, like, you know, almost a hunch in this kind of walk. Whereas Ashton Kutcher's kind of wacky waving inflatable tube man from the <laughs> the time of Johnny Knoxville and stuff when he done I punked. Mean... I mean, yeah, butterfly effect was like, good. Yeah, but that's what I was gonna say. Like butterfly effect kind of showed his range that he is, is actually a decent actor. Like mm-hmm. he did a lot of different like like roles yeah. in that in that movie playing the same character. But um, and he's just he's been kind of typecast as like the funny man, romantic day. lead type thing. Like yeah. Uh, yeah, and I've not seen him in too many serious films, if any, to be honest. Outside of that, no. But this this one's quite good, I think. Um, Butterfly Effect is a great movie, though. Like, Butterfly Effect was awesome, yeah. The other, the second one is terrible, but like, the never seen the really... second one. <laughs> never seen the second one. Um, that's one I, of the ones. That's, that's like three or four now. Sequel. Yeah, that's three or four. It's pointless sequels. Yeah, a sequel for the sake of being a sequel. Have you heard about this? Um, have you heard about this uh, Gladiator sequel? That... Yeah, and what's the deal with that? Like, who, who's in it? One of the sons, I don't know if it's the king's son or, well, his son get killed, so it's not his, his son, but like, yeah, it's it's that. Well, it's... In, in that movie, it's like, it's heavily implied that the kid who's the, uh, the, the queen's daughter. son, yeah, the queen's, the, no, the queen's son is his kid, yeah. Yeah, so that might be the, the road they go down, but it's Ridley Scott again, so it might be worth a watch. Okay. Do you know, I would have loved to see them do like a sequel to that, but with a... Digimon Hunsulu as the main character. He was like his his pal um, in, in the movie. And he's the one that, that kind of like buried him and all at the end. Mm-hmm. He was the gladiator with him. Like, I would have loved to see a movie with him in it because he was brilliant in that movie. Yeah. And then he went really on good. to be, what was his name? Uh, Korg, was it in Guardians? Korg? Korg's the. Not Korg, so <laughs> the... shit, sorry, not oh. Korg. Uh, what was the guy? What was his name? I can't remember. I don't know. He's like, who? He's the one yeah, who goes the, the guy that says who. Who? <laughs> Sounds like a he's fucking got, owl. <laughs> is he not in the? Was he not in another movie for a bigger part? Um, I think he's in uh, Captain Marvel as the same character. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, he's yeah. Captain Marvel because Captain Marvel is a prequel and a sequel at the same time. I think most of it will be set in the past, but um, some of it's set present day slash future. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, uh, really good film, Steve Jobs. Uh, like I said, fast. I prefer Michael Fassbender. Like I absolutely love him. Like I wouldn't say the Assassin's Creed movie is a brilliant movie, but I really like Michael Fassbender in it. Um, I'm sad that we probably won't get a uh, we won't get a sequel to the Assassin's Creed movie. 
Um, but yeah, yes. uh, uh, Digimon mm-hmm. Munsu is uh, Korath the Pursuer. Right. So that's and why he, you nearly said Korg. Yeah, that's why I said Korg. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. he is uh, he's in Guardians and he's in Captain Marvel. He's also in uh, Aquaman and uh, Shazam. <coughs> is strangely. he? Yeah. I don't know who he plays. Aquaman him, is looking good. Aquaman's looking good. Yeah. good. Can't wait to see that. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Jobs is really good. Um, I can't recommend one over the other. If anything, I would say that the Michael Fassbender one, because it's set later on, acts as almost a prequel to it. But you can see certain scenes that are skipped over a wee bit in Fassbenders are shortened because it mm. focuses more on the iMac launch than anything right. else, that one. Um, which is obviously when he saved Apple, Jobs goes a bit more in depth on the firing of him, of him setting up next, uh, and then Apple buying it off of him and rehiring him, and how he get rid of all the shareholders. Um, so yeah, actually, I would say I preferred Jobs as a movie, but I preferred Michael Fassbender as an actor for this movie. Anyway. Um, I would definitely say check them out. Um, but yeah, I don't think I watched too much. Like I had to spend like ages doing research on like his sales techniques and like teaching and tutorial videos on youtube and mostly based around like him like some elon musk but elon musk i just don't like that guy he's not likable like sure he's interesting but interesting and likable are two different things and like i said steve jobs like he wasn't likable to the people that knew him but he presented a likable persona on stage you know because he's obviously selling iphones whereas elon musk it's just like ah we He's up there with John Barrowman of punchable faces, you know, and I like John Barrowman. Well, I mean, he does look a bit like John Barrowman, to be fair, but yeah. I quite like Elon Musk and like how just kind of open he is and he's got no filter. Yeah, to an extent, but... Like, as if he thinks... What was it, PayPal like, Elon Musk did? Was it PayPal he done? Um, he might have done PayPal, but I mean, he does like, right now he's, the, he's SpaceX and uh, Tesla. Oh, I know what he is now, but uh, is he... Not, is he, he was he, I'm sure he was. PayPal. I mean, he's he's done a lot of shit like over the years. So, uh, did he do PayPal? Yeah, PayPal, X dot com, and PayPal. He did. Yeah, so that, that's that's where he made his money then. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, he must have he must have sold PayPal to. I'm sure PayPal got sold. PayPal's eBay now. Yeah, yeah, he must have sold PayPal, yeah. and that could have been him for life. But now, he, obviously, with that money, he's just like. I can do whatever I actually want. I'm going to fly my car to space. Uh, I watched an interview with Joe Rogan where he's like digging a tunnel under Los Angeles to try and make a new um, an under Los Angeles tunnel to combat the um, the traffic. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, he made 165 million dollars from the sale of PayPal, which whoa. was sold for 1.5 billion. Oh, and he personally made 165 million off it. Jesus. Yep. Uh, but he did buy back the x.com domain from PayPal. <laughs> Why? Because it, it had sentimental value to him. <laughs> All right. Well, What's okay. he going to put on it? Well, I mean, Maybe it's because of SpaceX and stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, SpaceX. But like, it's like for what I'm reading here, it says that he co-founded that website in 1999. So like, mm-hmm. that would have been one of his kind of like early things that he did. So. But yeah, he's done done well for himself over the years, yeah. and uh, he's still doing well now. And I expect he'll continue to do well in the future. Yeah, he, he's, he's 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 an interesting guy. Like people are saying he's the new Steve Jobs and blah blah blah. But Steve Jobs was a visionary in a different platform. Like he tried to predict the market, and see, to be fair, like he did. Like I mean, Windows technically copied his operating system for the Mac, not the Macintosh, the Apple II, and like. He did pioneer a lot of things, but I think... And, like, do you know what the crazy thing was, right? I started thinking, 
I am. I haven't liked an iPhone since my iPhone five. That was the last iPhone Steve Jobs worked on, and I've right. always said, I've always said the six, seven, and eight have been the exact same phone. Uh, I mean, and, the, the, to be fair to the six, right? Like they did a massive jump from like the five, five S to the six. Yeah, but then the six. The design. Yeah, I'm not saying it didn't. Yeah. Six, seven, and eight is basically the same phone. Like yeah. operating, like I've had all three, and I've unfortunately got like a an eight again. And the six, seven, eight, the, it's the same phone every year. So that's that's one of the main reasons I moved to Samsung. And like like the if Steve Jobs was, I would say, um, hmm. he, he want he didn't see the point in making money from something if it wasn't co- a cool idea. Like that was his whole philosophy. Like if it doesn't do something cool or do something that we didn't have before. He was like, "What's the point in making it? He doesn't. He didn't want to make things just to make money. He wanted to make mm. things because it was innovative and stuff. And I'll give him that. Um, obviously, Elon Musk is—he's almost like a mad scientist compared to Steve Jobs, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It'll the, be interesting. Um, I think Elon Musk though will do more for humanity than Steve Jobs did, like in advancement technology-wise. I would say. Don't get me wrong, Steve Jobs obviously with that the iPhone, the iPod, blah blah blah, everything like that, but. The iPod was just a refining of the MP3 player that already existed, you know, and it's, yeah, there were smartphones I, before the iPhone. I mean, to be fair, the iPhone popularised it though, and like the quality, yes. of, the quality of life stuff. Yeah, yeah. For for that is it kind of blew the market open, and like yeah. the people that got on board with the marketing message and all that for it. Yeah, so fair play to them. Like they did, they did a good job of that, and you wouldn't have modern smartphones like without that at all. Yeah. No, you're hundred percent right. Like if it wasn't for the iPhone and like it was one of the ones the first ones with a big touch screen because smartphones before always were like Blackberries with the keyboards and stuff. Oh. And he made the whole thing. Like actually my job was created in two thousand and seven, so it's been around eleven years though to go to service because there was a need for it. It was the first phone that people bought and then they would be back going, I don't know how to use this. So that's when the gurus came into play was because O2 was the only place in uh, the UK that got the iPhone on launch. They were they got the exclusive for it, which was a smart fucking move for my company to do that. Um, but yeah, that's why my job was created. And then it just evolved over the years. Um, but yeah, no, you're, you're 100% right. And even though it was copied and it put in a pretty package, if you will, it did popularise it. And I don't think there'd be a market for smartphones if it wasn't for the iPhone these days. I generally think it would have fizzled out and went on to something else. They probably just kept them where they are. But Apple also pushed the rest of the companies innovating, whereas now it seems as if even Samsung, to a point, like they're making small um, improvements and like mm, new functions, yeah. you know, every year. And it's like your three-year contract or your two-year contract now is like that's probably about right because you wouldn't notice a difference in the phones. But, um, I mean, when you look at the phones when Steve Jobs did do it, there was leaps in every single phone. And, mm. I, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll give you the iPhone 6, right? But the iPhone 5 shipped shortly after he died. Are you telling me he didn't have a look at the iPhone 6 as well or didn't have some input, you know, because he was a future thinker? Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, definitely. So that's what I mean, like the 6, 7, and 8. Like, don't get me wrong, the 10 is kind of a leap. It's almost like a different phone, you know, like with no home button, no this, no that. And Wozniak gets sent one by... Tim Cook, who took over Apple, and said that he was impressed by it, um, but he said he wasn't going to buy one. Because <laughs> he sent you know, one for free. <laughs> do, do, you know, do you know the thing is that still gets a check Apple, but doesn't actually have to go in, and he says he can never be fired because the only person that he's on his contract to answer to is Steve Jobs. Mm. Steve Jobs is dead now, and it's a legacy contract, so he'll have money from Apple to the day he dies, which yes. is quite right. 
if it wasn't for Wozniak, there wouldn't be any of this. Don't get me wrong. After a while, it became Steve Jobs' show, you know, because he's yeah, the yeah. thinker. Um, and Wozniak quit as well eventually because the Macintosh and in the Fastbender film, we won't give the Apple II credit. Jobs' whole thing was we need to stop making the Apple II and move on to the Macintosh, and mm-hmm. Apple were refusing because it was still selling. But he's like, but this is this is a better model, this is a better machine, this is going to be the future, and it was. But the reason it didn't do well was because they kept putting money in the Apple II. So, and which, it's not which one thing. was it we had it back in the school? Perform Macintosh. It was the Apple Macs. Yeah, because I remember having it and it had that uh, weird square mouse with the, like, the two that buttons was, on it. That was because he made it look like a smile as well. Like The whole thing was meant to look nice. and it's all like, Watch the film, honestly, you'll love it. Like, I had the Apple Mac at home as well because my dad was mm. a teacher. I know your dad was a teacher as well, but my dad always ordered an extra one for school. Yeah, my dad was a headmaster though, so he had to do the <laughs> office orders. Right. So he ordered an extra Apple Mac for homework as well. Mm-hmm. So I had, like, I've, I've spoken about it in the show before. I had an Apple Mac probably up until I was at secondary. And then when I got to secondary, it was all Windows. And every time Steve Jobs left Apple, Apple didn't do so well. Like, see, when he left <laughs> Apple and yeah. the power PC and all this came out, mm-hmm. the, the shareholders, like, none, all the stocks went down. You know, Apple nearly went bust because they brought out that Newton, which, yes, it was ahead of its time. But shy it was the pda thing and it comes back and he's like they were what was it 90 days away from going bust completely from liquidation and steve stepping in and like it was the fastest selling pc ever in the design and everything um but it was really cool and see when you between the actors that play them all because it does at the end you know like the real person and then the actor in the film i'm almost sure the guy that played the imac designer his name was jonathan ives so obviously Ives, the iMac, um, he's he's playing himself in the movie, I'm almost sure, because he's too similar to him, like even more so than Ashton Kutcher. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really interesting, the fact that we've got MacBooks and that's what we know Apple for now, whereas the Macintosh was a side project that Apple kind of put Steve Jobs onto when his new operating system wasn't working. Mm. Um, they kind of punted him there and he made it the best ever and he overspent with it. But um, oh, also in that Jobs movie, the guy that plays Jonah Jameson, he's one of the board members. Okay. And he's a great actor. Uh, who else is in it? I can't remember the guy that plays him from Pepsi, but there's a few uh, through the whole movie. Um, yeah, definitely check it out. But yes, anyway, let's stop talking about Steve Jobs. I've had a day of him anyway. I had, um, a, I had a look on uh, X.com there just to see what it was. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> it's just like just a blank page that has one small X in the top left corner. That's it. Is it? That's it. That's all the pages. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's that's an iconic domain, like I would say. Like, yeah. There's probably like I don't know, like what's what's like the other ones, like a let's say a dot com, a dot com. Oh, there's nothing on a dot com. But nobody's got it. Nobody like it just says nothing there. Let's get nobody. it. With B dot com, I imagine these websites would be expensive. There's nothing on these websites. Like, uh, I think somebody just owns the page. Yeah, like probably the people that made the internet own these page. <laughs> like, own made these. the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, like I, I mean, I would guess like let's let's see E dot com. Yeah, nothing there. So like X seems to be the only one where there is actually something there, and it's just an X. To check all all the five other letters too. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to, but like I checked no. three or four there, and and yeah, they all seem to just be no website. Okay, so I mean, he could do something really cool with X.com. 
Good. Like, just put a video of, like, the uh, put a link to a YouTube video of uh, X gonna give it to you. Like, that's that. That's all you need. That's what I would do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do. Just, that, just embed that in it. Yeah. But yeah, X.com. Maybe you're not allowed to have, like, single letter dot coms anymore. Apart from that one website that just has an X on it. <laughs> do you remember the years where it was, like, all these free domain names and it was, like, like say, Andy Arkett dot something dot something dot com and it was like mm. the um we used to have one uh like there was a bunch of free webs ones that we had but we used to have one and i'm sure it was like it was dot cc or something like that what for 42 no not for 42 like for the for the band back in the day um yeah sure dot, dot cc was one yeah Nowadays, but then it became very apparent if it's not like .co.uk or .com, no one's going to your website. Obviously, like Europe's got different ones as well. Like, mm. um, but like it's basically if it's not a .com, no one's no one's going to click on your page. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Nowadays, one hundred percent. But like uh, back then, the, like it was it was the Wild West out there on the internet. So the, the .cc is uh, the domain for the Cocos Islands, and you used to be able to get these free. Like, you could get them for free off of, like, random websites. Yeah. So we had, like, I think it was theseguys.cc was the was the website we had. <laughs> we changed, we got, like, a .com eventually, but, uh, but yeah, it was .cc at one point. There was a few we had as well for 42, I'm sure, at first. Um. Yeah, we maybe, no, I think we, no, when I put, built the website, like, I I got it as, like, .co.uk, I think, and then we changed it to .com. Yeah. I don't think we had another one before that. Maybe we made a free page sort of thing, but like when I actually built the website, it was it was dot tk dot tk oh dot tk yeah 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 that that was it yep tk yeah. Jesus. <laughs> but it's crazy that was only like what four or five years ago, and like that was um that was a thing, and nowadays you wouldn't even think about doing that. Like every website builder offers a dot com address, like. It's it's nuts, but yeah. So .tk is the uh, is the domain for Tokelo, which is a territory of New Zealand. Yeah, you can get them for free. Yeah. .tk. It's crazy, but then you could you could put a redirect on it as well because we had a redirect for a while. Like I'm sure we had StalinCityRadio.com, but it directed hmm. to this TK website. Oh. <laughs> Doing it, StalinCity.TK is still a, a website. I don't know. I mean, unless it's been reclaimed, then it should still be there. Ah oh dear. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, we'll move on to level up. Yes. Okay, so this is Level Up, is the part of the show where we talk about all the video games that we have played and, uh, most importantly, the video game news. So, Andy, what's been happening in the video game news? Uh, a bunch of stuff has been happening. Um, we do have someone wishing to call in, however. Oh, who is it? Um, I, don't, I think we can just pull him in. How do we pull him in? Uh, I don't know if you can do that on Discord. Can you... Like how I don't know pull... how to do it. No, I don't know if you can pull them in. They need to like click into the general. This is in the app. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he just needs to join. 
Is it just like it's just general? You click on it and then you join and then you're joined. I think so. So we'll, we'll we'll get him in shortly when he when he appears. Um, right. Okay. So news, 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 news. No, I mean, open. Let's just pull me the coloured bits. Yeah, my blacking's right. Awesome. <laughs> that always happens, doesn't it? So like you don't need to print anything for like a year, and then. <laughs> And then you're like, oh, I need to print something. Oh, my black ink's run out. Always, always run out of black ink. I think it dries up. Use dark blue. Uh, I bet I can't. <laughs> What's yeah, this? I can't get feelings. But okay, so uh, first of all, PUBG's hitting PS4 with uh, Nathan Drake and Ellie skins, as well as those Suicide Squad ones. Yay! <laughs> so obviously Ellie from The Last of Us. The um, they gave a date for this as well, didn't they? I think it's like seventh of December it comes out. What was it? Seventh of December for PUBG on PS4. Oh, I like is the trailer. It, like, it's, not, bit, it's not really relevant anymore, is it? Like, it's, it's I mean, time's kind of gone. I mean, it isn't. It isn't like uh, maybe <laughs> maybe it's relevant. Um, I think we have Chip with us now. Yes, you do. What's up, guys? <laughs> Hi, Chip. What's up, Allie? Congratulations! <laughs> 300 <Hello>. episodes. <laughs> Old men now, right? <laughs> yeah. I Well, I mean, I, I was thinking about this today. If yeah. it wasn't for me ignoring your tweet, 42 <laughs> level 1 wouldn't exist. That's true. <laughs> Very true. You, you were technically in over here actually at Eurogamer, so really an ignoring, but I yeah. just get, I was impatient. <laughs> yeah, I've learned that about you, Scott. <laughs> it's like, oh fuck you, Gypsella, I'll start my own show. <laughs> <laughs> nice, so you're you're on the road just now, Chip, yeah? Yeah, I was hoping to get home early, and I have tomorrow off, and we, you know, I have the rest of the week off. It's Thanksgiving uh, here on Thursday, uh, so uh, I was just trying to get stuff done. I even told my boss I was leaving at four so I could join you guys. Yeah, I didn't get out of there until about five fifteen. Oh, it's always the same. But you know, hey, this works. I could join you guys every Tuesday on my ride home. <laughs> the road at five with Chip. <laughs> What's the weather out like there? <laughs> How's the traffic? <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I mean, you guys hit three hundred. That's a huge. Uh, that's a huge milestone. Yep. Many more. Yep. Hopefully. Yeah, we've got we've yeah. got ten ten years left before we retire, Ali. But oh yeah, that's true. We hand it over for the female reboot with our daughter. <laughs> so what are you guys talking? Hey, we're just about uh, we're just talking uh, some of the news um, items that have come up this week. So uh, we're just moving on to uh, the Spider Man DLC coming out this week. Um, three new suits coming. Spider Man. You still playing Spider Man, Ali? Did you do the last DLC? Uh, I haven't played the Black Cat. I'm probably going to wait till they're all out. 
before a play. Yeah. I, I think this one came out too soon, like after the Black Cat one. Like, I mean, Black Cat was on, one was only a couple of weeks ago, and then they're like, "Oh, here's another one." I've, I've not even touched the Black Cat one yet. Like, bloody hell, give me a chance. Yeah. And I, I know you've not even How finished the main. How many are included in the season's pass? Do we know? Three. Yeah, three. Three. Great. Yeah. Yeah, the next one looks like Turf Wars or something. I think it's Turf Wars it's called. Yeah, this one's called Turf Wars and it's all about fighting... Uh, what's his name? I'm sure it's Hammerhead. Mm. I'm sure they said it was. But yeah, Have you finished feet? Spider-Man Chip? Oh, hell no. <laughs> uh, I've got... I, it's the game I keep wanting to get back to. I was hoping, uh, hoping to get some time this weekend, but uh, things didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was going to actually play something new last night, and then I woke up and it was three in the morning, and I was on the couch. Nice. <laughs> I platinumed it before Andy. Mm-hmm. Which is unbelievable, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, one one that I got to finish a game these days, and two that I beat Andy to platinum. <laughs> I think that's probably the first time that's ever happened. <laughs> I would say so, yeah. Yeah, and so. in fact, I would say it's definitely the first time it's ever happened. Especially for a game this size. But then again, you spend most of your time watching the water in games these days. Yeah. Well, I mean, games like Red Dead and stuff, they make you go slow, so... <laughs> <laughs> they just, it yeah. just compounds it by, by me looking at water. Have you finished Celery, um, Andy? <laughs> fuck off <laughs> you're waiting for it's fifth anniversary right yeah I mean I, I like I'm at the last boss essentially so like I can just go and beat it but I just can't get to the boss but anyway <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother issue how, how long did it take you to platinum Ali uh, a week or two maybe obviously now that I've got the baby like that was like sporadic play sessions I, I wouldn't say it's too challenging no, it's not. It's kind of like I'm finding it kind of grindy, like to do the the last few things. Like there's like those thug missions you need to do. Like that's I, I, I'm finding just like roaming about the city and waiting for them to pop up is kind of boring. So I'm only doing like a couple here and there. Because and what I'm realizing is that I should have done those throughout the game, <laughs> and it would be less of a grind now at this point because I've still got like a good fifty or so to do, um, and only doing that and having nothing else to do in the world is like really quite boring. Yeah, but you've played. Everyone's played Spider Man before the game. Like I said this before it came out, we knew what we were getting, so it wasn't like you had to relearn anything. And RPG mechanics are in everything these days, so more or less playing through the story, doing some side missions. Like, how long did it? Was it two weeks, Andy? Maybe two weeks it took me. Yeah, I think it was about two weeks. It took you maybe. I I would say your playtime would probably be about thirty hours, something like that. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe twenty five. Yeah, although although when I go to finish a game, I do do it quick. What was Mario for me? Like eight hours you checked when you were like, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think I'm at like forty on that game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I never went back to it. It's because they didn't do any DLC or anything. They did the balloon DLC, Ali. I did try that, and it was nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So um, moving on from that, there was uh, the Japanese charts this week had a 3DS game at number one. Was it Detective Pikachu? No, it wasn't. <laughs> Luigi's Ryan, Mansion. Ryan Reynolds edition. <laughs> <laughs> no, Luigi's Mansion came out on 3DS uh, this week and uh, got to number one in the Japanese chart. 
which is crazy. Like, because mm. that's a GameCube game, a remake of a GameCube game on the 3DS. It was a good game, though, right? I, I never played it. What's wrong with you? Never had a 3DS, so. It's on the GameCube. Uh, so, sorry, I well, I did have a GameCube, but I never ever got Luigi's Mansion back in the day. Mm. If it was on Switch, I would play it, for sure, but on 3DS, no thank you. See, I don't understand the thinking why they didn't put Luigi's Mansion 1 and 2 on Switch when they announced Luigi's Mansion 3 for Switch. Like, Yeah, I don't know either. Maybe it's something they're planning down the line. And they're like, oh, we can do a, game, we can do a, a 3DS port of it quick and smart and get that out, and it's done well in Japan, so... It actually was meant to have 3D capabilities when it first launched. Uh, they get taken out. Okay. So this is the true version of the game. Hmm. Um, so the uh, the Mega Drive game uh, Xeno Crisis is uh, getting a yep. physical edition on the Switch. Now this is one that you kickstarted, Ali. Yes, and my daughter's going to be in the game. <laughs> nice. What? She's a hostage in the game, isn't she? She's she's a hostage. Yeah, so I can play this game. I've got to say, that's how I'm going. I'm going to rescue no. I'm going to rescue no other hostages. Ju- just Alexa. <laughs> just Alexa. Yeah, just going to just rescue. Her. <laughs> what is she called in the game? Is she called Alexa or is she called Lexi? Alexa. She's just Lexa Annie. So okay. Yes, look out for her. Rescue my daughter. We've got to do this, guys. That's exactly how I'm playing. <laughs> and I'll have a headband on while I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, that that's cool. Um, I, like you should definitely like uh, do like a a video with that game when it comes out when you get it. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, uh, because well, I'm getting my Sega SG, so it's gonna HDMI cable. I could stream mm. easy enough off of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Andy, um, I just figured out what I. Andy, I just came up with a great idea for a Christmas gift uh, that you and I have to get Allie. Okay. We'll talk off air about it then. We need to... <laughs> no, we'll talk about it right okay. here. Okay, go for it. <laughs> yeah, we got to get him an Amazon Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> You've got one already, do you not? Yeah. Yeah. I've got one. How does that work when you're, uh, when you're yelling at your daughter? What does... What? Uh, it works mostly like most Amazon products. They're in the corner of my room, unused. <laughs> it's switched <laughs> off, yeah. Next to the Fire Phone and my Kindle. <laughs> Fire Phone. Oh, man. I've still got it. Jeez. I can't believe you made me buy I that. front-facing cam. It's still a good phone. I love it. No, it's not a good phone. They couldn't even get IMDB on it. Like, It's not a good phone. Hmm. Terrible phone. Um, yeah, so uh, apparently there was some artificial shortages of uh, Pokemon Let's Go um, yeah. Eevee for Russian fans. Like, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> like, did they? Were they trying to like pick up the Pikachu version or something? Like, the answer was they, they said that only Russian Pikachu. <laughs> All right. <laughs> only in Russia. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, maybe, I would guess maybe that Putin didn't like Eevee. Maybe I, I would guess that that's just a case of the the retails didn't order enough like EV versions for people, and they all no sold out quickly. It. They didn't need the EV version. Yeah, it's a kind of weird one. Like, uh, I, I would guess the only difference, and we'll get into Pokemon in a bit, but like, There's I would guess no the difference. only difference is that apart you get from the EV, EV on your shoulder, yeah. on your shoulder instead of Pikachu, yeah. Yeah, 
that's it. The rest of the game's the same because it's not like there's exclusives in each version or anything, and you can upload the rest from Pokemon Go. So, hmm. I think so this is the first game that came out you can actually get all 151 on one game. So, how many how many different was there in the original games, like Red and Blue? I, I, I don't know. Say 15, maybe different in each one. Okay. So. Yeah, so it's worthwhile to have I don't know both if that's of them the... so you can get all the, all the Pokemon. If there's a few different ones, even five. Yeah, I can't remember. I know there, there is a part where you have to choose a full near the start and you can only get one or the other. But again, because you've got Pokemon Go, you can upload the others from Pokemon Go and just catch them at the Safari Zone. Mm. Like, you don't need to trade now, um, which is annoying because that's a big part of the game. I suppose if you didn't have Pokemon Go, you could still trade, but... There's no need for it. Um, but yeah, there was maybe 15, maybe not each of that, but there was exclusives. And obviously you couldn't get all the starters on originally red and blue. Um, yeah, in yeah. yellow you could. Uh, yeah. And in this you get given them or you can catch them in the wild as well, which is kind of cool. Nice. Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey's had an update which has added some visual customization options. That's basically transmog for your character. So what that means is you can equip whatever... Like armor set that you like, and uh, you can uh, you can essentially put the skin of the armor that you like the look of best over the top of that, which is actually something that I noticed in the game because some of the armor sets, which are like, because essentially you're always just changing up to the latest armor that you've got that's the uh, the highest level, so you've got the best stats, um, and some of them look absolutely ridiculous, like some of the helmets and stuff like that just make your character look totally stupid. Um, so I, I I actually really like that as a as an update because it means that you can like find the the armor set which you really think is cool and put that over the top of like the best uh, one of the best stats for you. So I think I think that's a good update and I don't know why they didn't have this in a launch because like it would be awesome to post some screenshots of this game but then you're like oh my character looks absolutely stupid as hell wearing all this random armor. But but yeah I'm st- I still like that game. Um. EA's got the uh, former Westwood developers to work on its uh, Command & Conquer PC remasters. So they're doing remasters of, uh, I think it's the original Command & Conquer, as well as uh, what, Tiberium Sun and Red Alert. Mm-hmm. I thought they shuttered uh, Westwood years ago. Well, yeah, they did, but this is uh, EA hiring the guys that used to work on the games like years ago, and they're getting them back to work on the remasters. Which which I think is a good move because those guys obviously know that game and that like those games are classics and they still play well even if they don't look particularly great. So it makes complete sense. Uh, Telltale is closing. <laughs> no big surprise there. Uh, the bankruptcy stuff is all pretty much in the in the works now. And uh, Skybound put out an update this week saying that they've got a bunch of the Telltale people on board to work on the last two episodes of Walking Dead so those will come out at some point I know Chip hates that game so it's because he doesn't consider it a game yeah no it isn't a game (laughs) and you know I mean I I tried the Guardians Mm -hmm. that wasn't much better no that was not a good game that one They're, they're all the same game with a different skin you know it's like buying Minecraft skins just kind of. I mean, the story's different, but yeah, the gameplay's almost the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Okay, the uh, you 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 guys have probably seen that that this this week the uh, trailer for the Detective uh, Pikachu movie came out. 
I think it looks awesome. Like, and I was not wanting this movie, and now I need to see it. Yeah, it looks quite interesting. Like, I don't know if I'm that keen on the like the detective side of it, but the Pokemon in it look absolutely amazing. Like, do you know what they done though? The guy that done those realistic Pokemon on Deviant Art, like they hired him off of Google. They found him and hired him. He's the one that designed them, so that was a smart move because those Pokemon designs looked awesome. Where he made them look like real creatures. Yep, and they do look totally believable in this in this world. They look like real like animals essentially. Kind um, of. I do I do think kind that of. um well, Like have you I seen Mr. Mime? Did you watch the trailer? He doesn't did, look yeah. like a real creature. <laughs> no, but in that world he looks like a thing which does exist. Yeah, a CGI thing that does exist. Yeah. But like yeah, I mean I I found them quite believable for like a trailer wise anyway. Did you get um, confused at Toy Story? Were you <laughs> But the uh I, I like to I wasn't that keen on like the whole detective thing with uh, Ryan Reynolds, to be fair. Why? But I think Why? that some people, because some people made like recuts of that trailer, but they took out Ryan Reynolds' voice and they put in Danny DeVito instead, and it was so much more entertaining, like with Danny DeVito's voice, like doing quotes from like uh, Always Sunny and stuff like that in it. And it was, mu- I found it much funnier. It was much more like kind of red band, to be fair. But uh, I, I. Will, I will watch the movie when it comes out, and I'm sure it will be like PG rated or or whatnot. But um, I can't wait for somebody to do the cut of it that has the Danny De- Danny DeVito as the voice of uh, of Pikachu throughout, um, and and I think that will be even funnier. No, they they need to do two versions: the PG thirteen with Ryan Reynolds, and the R or NC seventeen with uh, Danny DeVito. Yep, <laughs> I would I would love to see that. It'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, it looks it looks good. It looks uh, better so, than expected because I like I yeah. tried the game and the game's kind of Professor Layton with more moving moving around. Um, but this actually looks so good. Like, and it's not something I wanted. Like, if, if Pokest what you wanted the Pokemon movie to be, you would say Ash Ketchum. But we've mm. we've had that Pokemon movie animated. Like, if you've done that real, it's 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 going to be like tick the boxes, like color by numbers, you know that sort of thing. So. This is good. It's opportunity, and like it kind of tied in with like because there's obviously Pokemon trainers in this world because the guy in these room had posters of like Pokemon fights and stuff. So we might see that side of it as well. And it looks like Pikachu is gonna be stuck fighting a Charizard at one point, like at the end of the trailer. Yeah. So yeah, I'm all in for this. Like, and I wasn't at all. I was like, nobody needs this film. This is silly. No one wants it. But I, I now want it. This is another Call of Duty Black Ops Four all over again, Andy. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, so the, the kind of big news story that happened this week was that uh, Sony is not going to be attending E3 in 2019. Because they can't do a press conference to save themselves. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that is, from the last year's performance, definitely that's true. Like last like, year's what was press that? Conference no was one just, knows what it was. That still keeps was, me up at night thinking of what it was. It was so terrible. Like Easily the worst press conference I've ever seen. I've gone back and like, press conference. Well, it was almost well, like well, a, a presentation, a conceptual like, idea of Sony's yeah. to like make out as if they've got something big to announce, and then be like, "Psych, we moved the audience even, everywhere." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't even that. It was just so disjointed, and like, what? Maybe it was fun to it was do, boring. like in person. I don't know, but watching it online was horrific, and there's way more people watch online than attend in person. So, it looked like uh, my first press conference. The, like, if they gave the, the keys to the press conference to like a kids. What do you think a press conference should be? Mm. We we move the audience everywhere. Yeah. Why though? 
But but I mean, with with them pulling out of E three, like Microsoft and, and Nintendo both came out and confirmed that they will both be attending and that they will have big announcements to make at E three. Like maybe that's alone, why they maybe that's why they stepped down because they don't have the PS five ready to show. But Microsoft yeah. do and Nintendo have maybe got oh, who knows what Nintendo's announcing the Switch Mini or something. Who who knows? But like that's probably why it's nothing to do with anything. Like it's probably we don't have PS five ready for Shobo. We've we've barely got a logo. Frank, have you got that logo? Not yet. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, how difficult could it be to make a fucking PS5 logo? Well, look what they've done for PlayStation 3. How lazy was that? Let's just use the Spider-Man font. Yeah. But, I mean, it's going to be called PS5, almost certainly. Sorry, on you go, Chip. Oh, I'm just thinking maybe they just don't want to share the spotlight anymore. They're going to come out with their own, you know, do their own PSX thing again. Yeah. Oh, no and, doubt. And, uh, you know, uh, do I, th- I, I think it's bad for E3 more than it's bad for Sony. That That is true, yeah. And, and there will obviously be third-party stuff that will be at E3 that, like, it's going to come out on PlayStation anyway, and people will, will most likely buy it on PlayStation. Like, whatever Assassin's Creed game, if there is one, or, like... Rainbow Six, like all all that sort of stuff, like Battlefield, Call of Duty, all these games come out everywhere. So, um, and the lead platforms are always PlayStation at this point because it's the market leader. But but yeah, I think it's interesting um, that that Sony have taken a step back from us because this is the first time they've missed E three in like what twenty four years or something like that, which is quite mind blowing. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think you're right. They're gonna do their own event. Um, when they announced the PS4, they did that in like I think it was February or March, and then obviously they showed they showed the actual console at E3 for the first time. Um, but I would say that there's absolutely no chance of the PS5 coming out next year if they're not gonna have it at E3. There's no way. Well, what what if they uh, do something? You know, like uh, Microsoft is kind of pulled out of uh, E3 and. Tell, tell me if I'm too loud, because, you know, like I said, I'm shouting in my car here. But, <laughs> no, no, uh, not at all. <laughs> okay. Um, but, you know, Microsoft kind of pulled out of E3 last year by uh, renting the building across the street from E3 and putting all most, most of their stuff. I hear they did have a presence on the floor, but most of their stuff was over in their own building uh, across the street from the convention center. Yeah, yeah, and now, I mean, could, that, could Sony hmm. pull that? Um, well, and I think they, I think. Well, sorry, you go. Well, what if they? You know, you know, they've they've announced they're not uh, doing E three. They're work, you know, they have the elves working in the background, and uh, a month or two from now, and I don't know when E three is. I'm just going to use uh, June third. Uh, you know, let's say E three is June third. What if they say, well, we're doing PSX. May 31st uh, in the building across the street and we're going to have our press conference then. So now what they've done is they've sort of uh, taken taken the knees out of uh, E3 because they're going to do all their stuff and have all their stuff on display the weekend before E3 and, uh, you know, have the spotlight to themselves. Yeah, I mean, it is possible because like, you do see games like 
I don't say my console right enough, but like you just see games get announced like a couple of weeks before E three to kind of stay out of that like the shuffle because there is so much stuff gets announced at E three that like certain games would be lost in it and you and they wouldn't get the uh, the same market share in terms of the uh, uh, people talking about it and whatnot. So def- there's definitely precedent with that with games, but never with a console. So that could be an interesting marketing move. But I see them more like doing a PSX near the end of the year and saying that okay, it's going to be out like next holiday, like 2020. Yeah. Or something. Do you think it's gonna? Do you think they're waiting till 2020, or is it going to be holiday 2019? Um, I don't see it coming out next year. Not if if they're, if they're like let's let's say they don't have any presence at E three uh, at all, like in terms of like floor space and stuff like that. Then or even in the vicinity, then I don't think they're putting it out in in twenty nineteen. But it kind of worries me from a the, yeah because most of the stuff that they've announced so far, uh, you know, I'm I'm going trying to remember, but. Uh, I think most of it is supposed to be out the first half of 2019. So if maybe they're already uh, toiling away at the launch games for next fall for the for the PS5. I mean, they could be, but like I think, say like uh, Last of Us and Death Stranding. I think those are the kind of ones that they've got on the slate, but they haven't announced dates for and Dreams as well. But no one cares about that. Um, and those games they haven't announced dates for, so. out, yeah, well, well, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> but but I could see those games being like kind of cross-gen type games where they'll come out on one uh, on, on PS4 and PS5 at the same time. But we'll, we'll see. But yeah, it's interesting they're not going to be there. It's one less press conference to cover, if nothing else. <laughs> yes, Fred will get more time with his family. <laughs> and you, Ian. Yeah. You were the Iron Man this year. Yeah, yeah. Me and Fred did every every press conference. <laughs> well, Fred, Fred wo- didn't do Bethesda. No, he did Bethesda. Well, he came in about halfway through. Remember, he fell asleep. Oh shit! Yeah, that's right. Sorry, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was funny as in. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll uh, we'll see what happens with Sony next year. I'm. Be be interesting anyway because if they don't go to E three, like, do they go to PAX, like New York Comic Con? Are they going to be at any of those? Well, New York Comic Con actually this year there was a bit of a resurgence in video games. The last few years, uh, you know, like Ubisoft barely shows up. They didn't even have their sign up at the booth. Hmm. They had like a ten year contract, so they had to show up. <laughs> uh, but uh, this year, there were more games there than in the last five years. But Microsoft and Sony are not. Uh, when I first started doing New York Comic Con, they had huge, uh, huge areas. Hmm. And uh, Comic Con has tripled at least in so- you know, floor space at Javits from when uh, Sony and Microsoft were there. And they don't have anything. Hmm. Okay. It's all third parties. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they end up doing next year. Um, okay, so uh, season pass has been announced for uh, Travis Strikes Again, the No More Heroes game. 
Um, and it's going to be included in the physical games uh, at retail, but it's going to be available to purchase separately from the digital version. Why not just uh, add free DLC? Yeah, I, I think this is to give... I think this is to kind of inflate the price tag on the physical version, to be honest. Like, I would guess... Do you think it's a budget game? And, like, to justify a £40 game, they're going to add the season pass? That's what I'm thinking, yeah. So, like, I I reckon the game digital is going to be, like, 20 quid, and then the season pass will be 20 quid. Like, something something along those sort of lines, and then it will be 40. It's kind of like WarioWare, almost, isn't it? The way it's it's looking, like, he's got the licenses for some brand-name games, and Travis is going to travel through them. So, basically, it's like Mm. Travis and Space Invaders, Travis and, say, Streets of Rage, because it's not No More Heroes 3, by any means. It's just, like, a side mini-games thing. I don't know. As much as I like No More Heroes, I don't... I'll need to see more about this one. Yeah, I don't, I'm not particularly keen on it, to be honest, from what they've said about it so far, and this just kind of confuses the the issue of the game still further, because when they first like spoke about it, I'm like, oh, cool, yeah, no more Heroes game on Switch, brilliant, I'll get that, but then as you get unless, more about it... Unless, like, hmm. you know how he's got a goal that he needs to get something, yep. the guy predicted on Twitter saying that the final level is him in Smash, and then once you've done it, you unlock him in Smash Brothers, <laughs> like, that would okay. be amazing if that was that, but I yeah, man, it. Like, it could would... be, you never know. That would be cool, but um, I don't know. Like Smash is not big for like locking stuff behind other things. Like even the amiibo use, like you would have always expected that the amiibos would unlock the character in Smash, and that's not how they work. So, so I don't think Sm- I don't think they would, Smash would do that to try, try and promote this game. Like lock out this one guy, or even in terms of like the development. The only fans of, that, of this game are really going to want them, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, think of the development time to balance a character in Smash, and if you're only going to be doing it for like however many copies this sells that people also own Smash, you may be talking hundred thousand people, maybe. Oh, you could like, you could put them as a paid character separate. You you could yeah, and maybe you got it free with this sort of thing. But I don't know. I don't know about that. <clears throat> Um, right, Microsoft is apparently launching a discless S- Xbox One S <laughs> next year, which is apparently going to be super, super cheap. Like, I think it's at the wrong time for it. I get that they're gauging the market, and no one's really going to pick this up at this stage. If you've got an Xbox, you've got an Xbox. Your grand's going to get you an Xbox One S at Christmas for her house. Mm-hmm. That's about it. You know, like, I get testing the market, but this isn't going to work, and it's a shame... Like, it is going to work. I don't mean it's not going to function. I mean, like, it's not going to hit the sales they want. It's not going to justify them making one of these. They should have done what I, I said and with the Xbox Scarlet or the Xbox 2, whatever it's going to be called. They should have released it alongside as an option and done it that way and gauged from there. Like, the Xbox One at this stage, a discless one. Reminds me of the PSP Go. Yes, yes, it's too little too late. It's like, you should have yeah. done this when you released the Xbox One S and gauged it at least for the last couple of years. Yeah, so then you could have like the two different models on the market, one of which is cheaper um, than the disc version. And there would have been people would have bought that at, at the time when the Xbox One S comes out. But I would say that most people, because like, this isn't coming out this year, so I would say that most people, if they've not got an Xbox already and they don't get one by this holiday season, they're probably not, they're not getting one getting. like anytime soon until the next gen comes out. And they're not going to go to an S, I wouldn't imagine. They would, if they've held out this long, like they're just gonna wait for the next one, yeah. Or buy an X, which would be the, the smarter move if you've got a 4K TV. Oh, 
Robots in disguise. <laughs> you were breaking up a bit there, Chip. I didn't, didn't catch that. <laughs> he's travelled he's through a time tunnel. He's travelled through a time tunnel, yeah. So we didn't catch any of that. Um, I'm not sure, not sure what he said there. Next. Someone help Chip. He's been trapped in a speaking spell. <laughs> Yeah, no, we still didn't uh, get that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm in a bit of a dead zone. That, so the discless version is only... Okay. Yes, Chip's back. He's he's escaped the speaking spell. <laughs> yeah, the disc, discless version is only on, only on the Xbox One S by the looks of it, not the X. I thought it might have had more to add there, but, but, but yeah. alright, I think I'm back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, all I was saying is, so the discless version is only an S. Yes, only an S, not an X. Uh, yeah. Too late. Way too late. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. For, for I mean, that's essentially like. It's going to be a dead console within the next I could, I could, year or so. I could see the point if the S version was this year, like before Christmas, and then the. Mm. But the, if it's not till next year, make it an X. There's no reason for this to be an S at this stage. Like you don't want it to be an S. You're not going to gauge any market. Like who's running Microsoft's like marketing campaign? Like who's thinking about this? Who who's who's taking these statistics in? Because that person needs fired right now. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason for me to buy this whatsoever. Like, uh, there's all... no reason for anyone to buy it at this stage, Andy. No yeah, reason. Yeah, I mean, all of all of my Xbox One games uh, are all digital apart from one. So mm-hmm. I've got one disc that I could easily sell and buy the uh, buy the digital copy. I've just not done it. Um, but if there was an Xbox One X that had uh, that had no disc drive, then I might be tempted by that. However, there's no like the 4K Blu-ray player. Like I actually do use that for watching four yeah, K Blu-rays on, so it's it's kind of I don't think it would be for me either, even an X. That's what my X is is a four K Blu-ray player to an X. But yeah. um, uh, you know, going forward, at some point we are all going digital. I mean, I bought a digital copy of a movie this weekend in Mm -hmm. 4K and watched it and, you know, it's perfectly fine and actually more. Couldn't get off my fat ass and uh, insert or eat food. Nice, but yeah, the, I I do agree. It's too little, too late for the for the S. Like if they make it an X and make it a good bit cheaper, then okay, fair enough. But they're really trying to push the Game Pass stuff with this. Um, but I think that if they're going to do a discless, uh, a discless version of it, either of the Xbox consoles, they need to put at least a two terabyte drive into it. Otherwise, like if you only put a five hundred gig or a or a one terabyte in it, then what's the point? Because you're going to need to have an extra hard drive plugged into that as well, so you, they need a two terabyte drive in it to to say, okay, right, you're going all digital with this. 
there's a good amount of space for you and you can put a bunch of games on it. Because yep. a 500 gig does not cut it. And even a terabyte is like, it doesn't really cut it. Like, I've got a terabyte on, in my S and, like, I'm continuously having to delete games and uh, clean the fridge, as, as Chip calls it. Yep. So the... Uh, uh, they've announced a new uh, Netflix show coming uh, from the guy that did the Castlevania uh, TV show, the cartoons. It's uh, Devil May Cry. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I like the idea that it's a shared universe, personally. Like, I like Devil May Cry, Castlevania's okay, and like, the anime is superb, I'll give him that, but he's bought the right so that Hollywood don't fuck it up. That was the director's exact words. Um, but crossing it with Castlevania, I I don't see the benefit for either franchise, to be honest, and it doesn't really fit in because Devil May Cry is more about hell and demons and things, not mm. vampires. But yeah, I could see monsters are monsters, but at the end of the day, I don't think Dante. <laughs> <laughs> you missed what you said there, Chip. Yeah, um, I'm about two minutes out from from home, and obviously I'm in a dead zone. So I just want to once again wish you guys happy 300, and uh, we'll definitely do this again. Yeah, made my ride home entertaining. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Travel time with Chip. Okay, thanks, Chip. Thanks, Chip. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Cheers, Spite. Um, yeah, so that that uh, Devil May Cry uh, thing's coming out. Um, they haven't said. I mean, they already did a Devil May Cry anime that was good. Eh? Like there was already one that came out before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like I imagine. Like I haven't seen that Castlevania show yet, but I think it's you good. watched it, didn't you? Yeah, I, yeah I and I'm not a big Castlevania. Point, so. I'm not the biggest Castlevania fan, but it was good. But mm. I get everybody. It, it, not everything has to be a shared universe, do you know. Like mm. everybody wants the shared universe now because of Marvel. Mm. Standalone movies are still okay, guys. Like it's fine. Mm. Yeah, or, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. So moving on from that, the. Uh, the guys that make PUBG have uh, declared that their major bug fixing campaign called Fix PUBG is over. <laughs> they had like a year roadmap and they have stopped it after three months and said, okay, we're doing other things now, like putting the game on PS4. Like, here's another platform we have to like fix all the bugs in. Yeah, Great. I mean, like, PUBG, like, I know Battlefield's not as big. It came out today to silence, but like at the same time, it's. Um... You're you're buying a third of a game just now for Battlefield, and yes, I did I did get it, um, and I will play it. But I mean, the, the campaign doesn't finish till December, and mm. the battle royale mode doesn't come out till next March. Call of Duty's already steaming ahead, and they done the smart thing, ditch the campaign, and just go all in in the multiplayer that people use. And I mean, at first I was a bit like, well, I enjoy this without a campaign, and the answer is yes, yes I do. You make a good enough game with smooth enough shooting that's fun, then people are going to play it. Like you know. Battlefield Five spending money on this elaborate like million dollar campaign, I'd imagine, with voice actors and scripting and like, did you need it? Like battle, but this is all the re- the only reason they've done this is because of the outcry from Star Wars Battlefront One, which mm. technically was a better game than the second one, which had a campaign, yeah. well, <laughs> had 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 something of a campaign. Um, so. I think EA just can't read the market either. Like, I generally don't think they do. I know sometimes EA don't care, but they obviously want a game to succeed. And Battlefield was, like, neck and neck with Call of Duty, even overtaking it, I would say, with Battlefield mm-hmm. 4. Yeah. But then they've just not hit the mark. And you discussed it last week that somebody went, oh, shit, like, 
they, they read the market wrong after Battlefield 1. They obviously had started developing a Battlefield 5, thinking everyone was taking the swing back to World War 2 and stuff. No, they didn't. Like, Call of Duty done it as a sidestep, as a, do they want this? And they were they were good enough. That, but they've got three separate teams working in the Call of Duties, so that's not going to affect, like, Black Ops. You know, the Black Ops team, they're mm. just going to be making Black Ops. That's their game. And uh, Infinity Ward will hopefully go back to Modern Warfare after, like, uh, mm. the, other, the other ones. Uh, th- this one, like... Um, Black Ops, like, it's so good and it's got day one Battle Royale and having to wait for it to march like, I've got it digital so it's not going to make a difference, I will end up mm. playing it, but yeah, you really need to read the market better, and I don't know what conversation what conversation started as, but I'm sure it wasn't a Battlefield conversation. No, it wasn't, uh, but yeah, it's just PUBG um, uh, so PUBG needs to, for me make their graphics as good as Call of Duty's graphics um, otherwise I cannot play it because but it looks absolute shit. Yeah, it totally does. Um, but I mean, they could, like, they've got enough money behind them now that they would, they could feasibly do it. Do you know what um, I think should have happened during Microsoft hmm. spending spree? And I did predict this, but it never happened. They should have just bought the studio. They should have just they went, sh- no, here's enough money yep. that you're now ours. Yep, they should have, and I, I bet they bet I bet they put in a bid for them, and uh, the PUBG Corp said no, which was a foolish move, Stupid to be honest, move at this on, stage. Yeah. on their part, because like now, and let's say that was a year ago when they got the... Because that was before they had competition, really, do you know what I mean? That yep. was competition, it's be- yeah. It's before Fortnite came along and blew them out, out of the water, essentially. Um, but and now like, Call of Duty's done the same. And Call of Duty's come along now and done the same, but like if you imagine, like, PUBG under Microsoft only developing on the Windows platform or, or the Steam whatever uh, as well as your uh, your Xbox imagine how much better that game would be now at this point and rather than them going oh right we've got mobile and we've got like uh, I mean now we've got a PS4 version to develop for as well yeah like and they could have just made it a fucking amazing solid game just on, on two platforms and not had all this other bullshit going on yeah. oh do you not remember PUBG started clutching at straws when they tried to suit because they claim to own the game mode, and then Epic slyly reminded them that their game's built in Unity, that they've got the right to revoke. It's like, <laughs> are you joking? We own the engine your game's Indeed. built on. We'll just take the rights off you. And they went, yep. okay, we'll just uh, this will just die yeah, now. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So there's a few quick news stories here to fire through. Um, Smite's coming to Switch early 2019. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Citizen is free to try right now for eight days. I mean, that's something I'll get when it comes out to an actual console because it looks really interesting. But whilst it's only on PC, I wouldn't play that on PC. So once it comes out to console, then I'll be interested in it. Uh, Overwatch is getting a seven day seven day free trial this week on every platform, and there's a bunch of like sales and stuff like that and competitions and stuff like that you can get into. So this is Overwatch trying to become even bigger than what it already is, which that game's just gonna keep going and keep going uh i, I just fucking want it on switch Blizzard, please <laughs> put this game on switch come on um atari's crowdfunded uh roller coaster tycoon game uh, for switch is coming out in two weeks time so i mean that could be interesting yeah, I mean, I like roller coaster tycoon it's fun and i really like, do you, know what Tyler, I like? So. do you know what i like and like i'm not playing because which, yeah, Jurassic World Evolution, like, they've got a new mm. DLC coming out that even sounds pretty fun, but, and I would have bought it, but I've just got a sneaky feeling, maybe the start of next year, this game's going to make its way to Switch. 
every every developer's getting asked the question is there going to be a switch version do you know what i mean like that's the biggest question just now if they're announcing pc ps4 and xbox the following question is is it coming to switch and now a lot of games wouldn't work in switch but jurassic world evolution 100 would and i would play a hundred times more of that game if it came to handheld um so sadly i'm not buying the dlc because i've been caught in this one before but i've bought a game and then it's come out in the console i wanted it on so jurassic world evolution is a great game and the fact rollercoaster tycoons come to it will work it can work there's no way this game can't work on switch so i'm not putting any more time in the xbox version i'm not buying the dlc but on switch yes i will rebuy that game and i will get the dlc hope what i'm hoping for is maybe another dlc hits next year and then they do like a complete edition for switch like diablo got but they don't want to leave it too late they don't want to leave it too late yeah, I, I totally agree. And like the fact that Civ Six came out on Switch uh, just yes. like last week um, means that Jurassic World Revolution like can definitely come to Switch, no problem at all. And I think Civ Six did quite well on Switch when it came out, even though it should be out on PC for a wee while. So, and Civ Six isn't out on the other consoles. Like what else? Uh, what else would be good in Switch? The Command and Conquer reboots. I would hundred yeah. percent play them again. And- yep, definitely. Uh, the Nintendo Switch GameCube adapter has been delayed in the UK until May 2019, so that's a yeah, bit of a, a bummer, bummer for anybody that's wanting to uh, that's wanting to play uh, play it with Smash. But the the uh, this, the, the, the weird Wii one is one the Smash works. Brothers Ultimate Edition. The Smash Brothers yeah. Ultimate Edition's not been held up because my pre-order's still standing. So I'm guessing the production mm-hmm. issues means oh we didn't order enough of the parts. Possibly not. Um, but the, see the the Wii U version works with the Switch, doesn't yes. it? Yes. Yes, right, so as long right. as it's a USB GameCube adapter, it works on yeah. Switch, and you can buy third-party ones now. So go nuts! Yeah. So just buy one of those instead of buying the one that says Switch on it. If you if you need See, one, I'm still torn. Down. Now that the other two colours are announced in Britain, because Game got the grey one exclusive, the mm. purple and black wireless GameCube controllers, uh, mm. Smith's toys have got, and a wireless one in the game's the same price as my wired, and I know wired technically gives you faster input, blah blah blah, but with baby and kittens, well, cats now, um, wires are not good for me. So no, me, me neither. No wires for me. I need wireless, so I, I'm going to have to get, just get the one from game because I, I need the grey one because the grey one's the one that I had. See, I'm kind of stuck. Like, when I had my GameCube, I had the purple one, right? right? I've got a silver controller upstairs from a Wii, but black mm. would go with my Switch, but I really want mm. the purple one. So I'm, I don't, I'm basically just deciding the colour, but I mean, I've only got a few weeks, what, two, two weeks? It's out the 3rd of December. Yeah. I really yeah, I mean, need to hurry up because I don't know if I want to cancel my, my edition because see the, the box edition, Amazon, mm. Nintendo, this it's sold out now. Mm. So I don't want to risk losing it and then going, oh, damn it, that's jumped up twice in price because if that doubles yeah. the price, I will punt that, you know? Yeah. The, um, like, I had the, the WaveBird and it was a grey one. I don't, did they do other colours of the original WaveBird? No. No, no the original re- it was just grey, but like the yeah. reviews that I seen for this compared it to the Wave Bird and the official, and apparently this wireless mm. one's much better. And they've even thought about it. And the guy that reviewed it said it's not just a replacement for your wired one; it's a replacement because mm. he prefers the GameCube. They've added R three and L three clicks on the buttons as well, so it can be used with oh, other nice. games. Cool. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I mean, the way the Wave Bird controller was my favorite controller when we did, remember we did our top five mm-hmm. controllers back in the day. Like that is my favorite controller, so that's the one that I need to buy. Even though it's not like technically an official one, it is like Pro so. Commander for the Wii U. Yeah, I mean that controller is great, but like 
the waveboard man <laughs> like being wireless like the for the first time was like it was liberating <laughs> i can sit miles away from the tv brilliant um yeah. but yeah um just as part of that microsoft thing with the discless version of the xbox uh, microsoft is apparently considering some kind of disc to digital sort of program where you can swap your physical games for digital codes which is strange to me but okay um i don't see that coming across to across here like that might happen in america i don't can't see game doing that and like no one else will do it so it's not going to be a thing over here uh final fantasy 13 on xbox one x is apparently amazing it apparently looks ridiculously good did you did you get it on xbox no, did not yet but i do no. plan on buying the trilogy um is the trilogy is the trilogy on digital or is it just the three separate uh, it's all three separate yeah, I mean, I, I, I do want these games, but I don't know the pricing of them. I know some games go on sale the minute they come mm. to Xbox, but I don't think these did. And I'm not prepared to pay 20 quid at the moment, so I might end up waiting for a sale for them. Yeah, um, the, the, the physical ones are like £10 each now. So that's up in price because they were cheapest. They chips, were like but... 2 or £3, yeah, a few mm. weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, like, I do, I do, I do want to play the first disc because I had it on Xbox that was my first Final Fantasy on Xbox but I do yeah. want to play through them and obviously being a Playstation Final Fantasy guy I'd rather play them on Playstation but there's not an option for me to do so and the fact they look mm. so good in the X makes me want them on the X because um, yeah. I heard 2 and 3 good things about them like 2 and 3 were meant to be really good but I, I didn't hate the first one as much as everybody else it just you know like um, I believe if Final Fantasy XV came out at that time instead of this, then it would have got hated just as much because it changed the genre so much. The only reason it done as well was because of this the the, the, the time it came out. I think it, the market was ready for that sort of change up. But yeah, I'm going to play through them. I think the characters are cool, and I don't know the end of the yep. story. Um, and I'm interested to hear a bit lightning. So I, I do agree, the characters are cool. Uh, I, the only one I, I might pick up would be the third one. Like I've played enough of the first one to know that I don't like it, and I hated running down that corridor for twenty hours, and I never want to do that ever again. Second game, I didn't like it. Like uh, I, I played a good bit of it, and like my wee brother finished it, and uh, like with me like seeing him playing it, um, and I didn't like it at all. Um, it was all the dresses. You had to change dresses all the time. Like, yeah, time no time thanks. was kind of like that as well. It was kind of female orientated with the pop singers. Remember. Yeah, I don't mind that so much, but like, no, no thanks. The third, one, that. Though, the third one, though, is meant Second to be the best. Yeah, the third one looks cool. Like, I played a demo of it and, and really enjoyed it much more so than I like the other two. So, that's what that like that score. One. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, but that's what it reminded me of. And I don't know why I never ever like got it. I, think I it's never just got it. it yeah. Came out. yeah, was it not uh, end of life for the old consoles, though? Yeah, end of life kind of on PS3. And then mm-hmm. I never bought it, so like that—that's when I could pick up. Although it feels so wrong playing it on fucking Xbox. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, but yeah. Um, Cliffy B says he'll never make another game. Probably sure. bullshit. <laughs> Once he runs out of money, he'll be like, "Oh, I need to make he a s- game." He said that when he left Epic. Yeah. Well, he didn't make another good game after that. To be fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, Final Fantasy XIV's next on uh, next expansion is called Shadowbringers. I can't believe there's another expansion for it. I thought it was dead, to be honest, but okay, it's still going. Um, top 10 UK games for this week uh, is interesting. So, at number 10, Hitman 2. Like, the new released Hitman 2 at number 10, so it didn't do particularly well at retail. Uh, number 9, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. 8's that bloody Fortnite Deep Freeze bundle. Uh, 7, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Which six. we found out a fun fact about Fortnite, that the Xbox yeah. version has a disc. 
still no campaign. The disc basically just has the uh, Battle Royale mode on the disc. Um, and the PS4 and Switch, it's just a code. Oh, Very Final Fantasy XIII is five ninety nine just now? Yes, I'm buying it. Oh, yeah. That, that's a good price for that, definitely. For the for the digital yeah. version. They're probably the same, because they do that quite a lot. Like They, they bump, the, first, they bump the down when it first goes back compatible, and then the price goes up. So that's a good price for that, actually. Uh, number six, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Number five, FIFA 19. Four, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Uh, Ten three, three, Fallout 76. Uh, two, Red Dead Redemption 2. And number one, Spiral Reignited Trilogy. So Spiral Reignited Trilogy sold more copies physical than Fallout 76. Should be noted that if you combine it's not Pokemon... A no, it has not. It should be noted that if you combine the two Pokemon games, they would have outsold uh, Spyro. Spyro is a Pokemon. Well, yeah, the end of individually, but if you if the two Pokemon games were combined, then they would have outsold Spyro. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they should have just released it as one game, like really. Should <laughs> have just no been, differences. Let's go, Pikachu. No one would have yeah. cared. Or just like, let's even... Pokemon. Let's go. Like you think mm-hmm. you call it Pikachu? Then just Pokemon. Let's go, and it, I think it would have sold better. Yeah, and but, give you the you option know. to choose Pikachu or Eevee. Done. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, that was all the news because the other cool. stuff we already mentioned. Yeah, so that so the pricing. Sorry, I kind of five ninety nine for Final Fantasy thirteen, seven forty nine for the second one, and nine ninety nine for the third one. So you can get all three for just over twenty quid, which to me that's a good buy if you're saying they're ten pound each individually. So yep, I'll definitely pick up a CD keys voucher and buy them. Uh, there is DLC for the second and third one, but I don't think I'll mess with them. But I normally wouldn't buy three RPGs in one go, but as you pointed out, within the next month, they will all jump up to like fourteen ninety nine because they always do this. Uh, the minute the back was compatible for the first week or two, they're reduced price, and then they jump back up to like fourteen ninety nine, twenty twenty quid. Like mm-hmm. I was, I was going to buy Black Ops One just to play through the story, but it's like twenty five quid. And I'm like, I ain't paying twenty five quid for Black Black Ops One, no chance. I mean, you can buy it physical for a lot less than that at this point. Ten ninety nine in Argos. <laughs> well, I think even a second hand one's like five or six pound at this point. So yeah. And remember, it doesn't matter like how scratched the disc is. It like as long as it can be recognised, you can play it. But yeah, that was all the news. Um, so let's move on to what we've been playing this week. And we've played a couple of new games this week. Both of us. Did we? Yeah. Um, I'll 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 jump in first and just mention the the games that I've been playing that I'm still playing so uh, still playing Red Dead 2 I still haven't picked the pack up that's terrible I don't have too much more to add to it and I'm still on chapter 2 um, the one mission that I wanted to mention was I just did a mission, you've probably done this already where uh, I had to go and get an oil truck uh, a container full of oil from somewhere, I had to steal it which was fine but I had to take it to like a certain place in, in the map and sort of stash it there uh, for uh, for another part of the mission, um, and it was really irritating to me because like I couldn't do anything while I was on that. I just had to try to run away, but the guys there were guys chasing me and shooting at me, and they kept blowing up the tank because it's like flammable oil. <laughs> so oh. that was really annoying. Like I would have much rather had like done the mission with another like an NPC, and then like had them drive and me shoot or vice versa. Like have them shoot to like 
take away these guys. So that was kind of really irritating because I didn't have any option as to what to do. It's like, okay, you need to go here. And because it's a truck, you can't, like a, a sort of wagon thing, you can't really drive it off-road because it's too big and bulky to take it off-road. So your only option is to be on the road. And if these guys are following you, then it was kind of like a to- toss of a coin whether or not they blew you up or not. So that was really irritating to me. Um, and then after after I got the, the wagon to where it needed to be, he fucking sent the horses away. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, what have you done? Because like, I didn't have any way of getting back. It's like, okay, now you need to go back and tell John that the wagon's in place. And John's at the camp. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to have to walk all the way back to the camp, which I thought was total bullshit. Yeah, but the, it's, the, 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 one, the one thing that really annoys me is in Red Dead, your horse anywhere and it didn't matter it didn't feel like a magic horse but see now if it's not within hearing distance which yep. yeah it's more realistic but f- are you joking for a game that the yeti's in like let my horse come out wherever i want you know that bit's a bit annoying like if in gta i can call a car to wherever i am let my yep. horse be just wandering nearby just you know i mean they should have just done it the, exactly like that like the uh, so it was like that in red dead one then yeah you can just call your yeah. horse Okay, so you, are, you just hold up and it, it just gallops along as if it was yeah. uh, wandering right. about near you. Around the corner, yeah. So like that's the same way that Assassin's Creed does it. Like if you need your horse, then you just or push camel. the button and, and it, or your camel, yeah, eagle. <laughs> then yeah. Uh, then it just then it will just appear from like it does appear from nowhere essentially. But it's it's handy to have that and it's like it's a quality of life thing that just makes this game more frustrating. Uh, mm. There was a stable like not that far away, but it still took me a few minutes to like run to the stable, which was. Just but that's like, what I mean. Like if you didn't annoying. leave your horse there, then how does the horse appear there? So it's not for realism. What was the point? Not being able to mm. call your horse anywhere. That's what annoys me. It's like yep. this, if I can go to any random stable, even when I've not been to, and view my horses, even the ones that I've left in the original town, yep. then how did they get there? Like, why can't it just be wanted? <laughs> yep. I mean, my horse was, like, I, I left it outside the place where I stole the uh, the cart thing from. So, like, it was nowhere near a stable. It was just out in the wilderness somewhere. Um, and then all of a sudden I can go to the stable and it's just there. Like, so, yeah, the realism is, like, there but not there. Um, but, yeah, like, so I did get my horse and I ran back there. And I, I was like, okay, well, this is going to be the next part of the mission. Me and John are going to ride out and we're going to go to this place. But then he's then he's just like, okay, right, we'll we'll come back to this. <laughs> they didn't even like give me like the next quest for that. It's like, okay, this is like another quest down the line. I'm like, for fuck's sake! And um, but it was just really annoying having to go back. I would have much rather that he just met me there. Yeah. Like, when it was like, when once I'd got the thing there, he just appeared, and and then we did the mission. But right, that's cool. Rather than have to go all the way back to the camp to the, and then go, okay, yeah, so we'll do that mission in a bit. Right, great. Thanks for that fucking John, you prick. Um, the thing that annoyed me more about it, though, is, like, you see how you can't run in the camp? Like, yeah. we, you run into camp, and then as soon as you hit, like, the invisible wall, it, you're not allowed to run, run anymore. Like, I, I know why they've done it, because, see, when you run into somebody, like, in town, it starts a fight with them, basically. They're like, oh, you ran into me, like, you dick, and they start fighting with you. And I think that all the NPCs in the camp are programmed, programmed the in the same way. So, like, if you were to run into them, it would start a fight with them. Um, and obviously they don't want you to do that because these are you can't kill these people because you need them. So yeah. they, rather than them like individual Program programming each one of these guys, yep, they've given them the same like the same like uh, NPC thing um, in terms of their behaviours. So that if somebody runs into them, then they're going to get into a fight because it was easier for them to program it in this way. I think that's why they've done it, and they've just went, okay, well, you just don't run in camp. 
but I mean, fuck's sake, it just makes it makes it so frustrating when you're going with all like, the employees the they had they had working on this for a hundred hour work weeks. They should yep. have done that, and I definitely think in the first um, patch they definitely need to add the horse from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally agree, and it would make the game so much more fun because like having to run to the stable on foot. There was no fun involved in that whatsoever, and like it was just tedious and boring, and and just walking about in the camp is tedious. Like you could do it the first game. Yeah. Um. The other thing that bugged me about that mission is like as soon as as soon as I spoke to John, he's like, right, that's cool. I'll we'll, we'll talk about it later. Okay, that's fine. He ran away, and he's in the camp. Like, <laughs> he's inside the camp. He can fucking run, but I can't run. I'm like what the hell? <laughs> that that really pissed me off when I saw that. Why is he allowed to run and I'm not? Like, fuck you. Uh, but yeah, that, so that that was my, my Red Dead up, update for this week. Um, <clears throat> aside from that, we played more Black Ops, as we do. Still haven't won. It's getting more difficult now because obviously mm. there's a game to it. We were doing better in the first few weeks when it came out. Either, either, either people were just getting used to it and we were better at them at that stage or better players have picked up the game because mm. um, it has went in sale now to about 40 quid. <clears throat> and... I'm not annoyed by that because even before it hit the sale, like even Andy's put in more more hours than like pounds that he paid for it. I'd imagine. Um, um no, um, no, because no, I, yeah, I mean I paid like fifty quid for it, and I've got like twenty. I've got like a day in it, basically. Well, you know, like two pound an hour. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's fine. I've had a really good time playing that game. So if you'd only I'm put totally five hours that. in, then I'd be raging. You know, like if you'd only played like ten minutes of the game and it's down to like forty quid already, it's like, ha. Huh. And I know it's Black Friday and it'll probably go up and then it'll go back down for the Boxing Day or whatever, but at the end of the day, I've put, like, what, nearly two days into this, so I've mm. more than got my money's worth. I've played over yeah. 100 games. You've played over 100 games now as well, so, yeah. like, <laughs> the money's worth is there. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've played this game far more than I've ever played any other Call of Duty game before. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's just so fun. <laughs> like, every time's different and, like... The good thing is that they're adding the challenges in quick because they could have just mm. left this game as is till next year, but they're adding in like, oh, you can unlock more specialist guys if you go to this area. So it's making people go to different places in the map. So it's keeping the game fresh. So the places we used to go to, we're having to think, okay, where do we not normally go? You know, mm. like we need to try and land there because everybody seems to be going. We'd found this brilliantly place in the woods and that's the place where you unlock woods, surprisingly. Um, you get his bandana and stuff, and everybody's heading there because you have to get the bandana and take the helicopter, which is apparently a callback to the first game. But again, I never played any of the Black Ops, really, because I didn't enjoy it from what I, mm. I played. Um, yeah, but now I kind of want to know the backstory to this because there's more and more story elements being added in the background. Not as not as excited by zombies, don't get me wrong, it's fun to throw on every now and then, but zombies used to be the big mode for Black Ops, as you know, and it started in World at War, which is the same team that made it, um, and some of the characters in World at War appear in Black Ops, but, like, zombies, for me, it's just, it's it's just more of a, okay, we're getting beat at um, Blackout, ugh, Team Deathmatch, we're getting nailed, let's just play some of this, and it's fine for that, but I don't see it as a big selling point for the game, to be honest. Um, but that's just more me. As a horde mode, I don't think it's enjoyable. No, I don't, I don't think so either. It's like, far too easy to die as well, like early yeah. on. like This goes up to, what, like round 20 or 30? And I mean, the difficulty just ramps up after round like 8 or 9. Yep, totally agree. And unless you've got four people that are pretty communicating well, and yeah. communicating well, then yeah, yeah, you're fucked. Whereas the way we play is like I tried to keep us all together, but Fraser ended up running away, and me and you died, and then he died on the way back to get us. Yep. Um, so like the way that we play with zombies, maybe it's just our friends. It doesn't work. 
because don't get me wrong sometimes I'll run off because I'll get too bored in the one area and I want to unlock and I end up far too far away to save but would I need to rethink the way we play or just not but I'm just still determined I want to get number one in blackout before Christmas and it's seeming mm. more and more unlikely with the calibre of players that are in the game now um, and Christmas is going to bring in even more and I know it's a good thing but I mean we were the first dead the other night and that was playing with Fraser <laughs> I think Christmas might bring in more ship players as well, though, that's the thing. True. Because, like, all the kids and stuff like that will get it, so that might be a good time to play it and win. When all the people are just trying it for the first time. I mean, you're kind of below medium players in Blackout, I would say. Mm. Like, I'm not very good at it. Like, I would say I'm a medium to good player at Deathmatch, whereas you're not as good at Deathmatch. I'm not good. What was that? I got got one point of... uh, one damage. point of damage, yeah, in the, in the entire rounds. Like, I mean, I'm not bad. I'm kind of a mid to upper player in the the table. Like, Mike and Fraser are always nearly up the top. But then again, sometimes they have bad games as well. But um, in blackout, like me and you, that that match when we played ourselves and we were the final two, and it, mm. it, like I don't know why it is. I just I'm just practice makes perfect. But you'd think I'd be a bit better by now at blackout, but I don't reckon I am. I don't think I'm very much better at Blackout than I was when we first started because it just seems like it's... I don't know why, because technically it's the same field of view that you have in the multiplayer. Hmm. I just can't get the kills in, you know, whereas Michael can run in a room and take out everybody and it's like... And he, me and you are maybe playing a bit too cautious and then panicking Possibly. when we're getting shot at, whereas yeah. like Michael's tactic is jump through the windows, make as much noise, take all the vehicles, whereas me and you are planning it out, like, right, let's be quiet and we'll go this way instead of this way, whereas Fraser and Michael are just like, run into the middle and they seem to win, but I don't know if that's because <laughs> they use us as bullet shields to find where the guys are. Well, maybe, like, but I mean, they, like Michael hasn't won yet either and Fraser hasn't won on Xbox either, so. No. Neither of, none of the tactics have worked so far. <laughs> none of them have. Not to get don't a win anyway. Edge Patrol worked, like, when it's in duos. Like, I find duos easier with me and you than quads for some yep. reason. Because um, in duo, most of the better players tend to play in quads, you know, the, the teams, the clans and yep. stuff. Yep. But in duos, it seems a bit easier. But do you know what I thought of the other night? And I said I'd never play solo. In solo, you don't get downs. You're just dead because there's no one to revive you. So it might be actually easier to, like, survive in solo. Because if you yeah, shoot yeah. someone dead, they're dead. Mm. Whereas yeah, a lot of the time I mean, I'm finding myself... Yeah, I'm, I don't know how much fun it will be because you're playing by yourself and half the appeal for this for me is playing with you guys. Mm. Um, but I definitely have more fun in duos and that's not anything against others. But a lot of the time when we go into quads, like we've either got Michael or Fraser, never really both. Um, and when you're playing in quads, you're at a disadvantage immediately because everybody else has got an extra guy in their team. So they definitely need to add threes to this. I would 100% say that. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, PUBG has threes, and there's no reason why they couldn't have threes in, in this game as well. Like, it's, it'd yeah. be the exact same as quads, but just one less person in each team. So yeah, because more. unless we fill the squad, and every time you fill the squad, the guys, like, never do what we do. Even if we put a marker down, they always head their own way and stuff. Hmm. Um, or when they do follow us, most of the time they're just dicks. You know, if we don't do what they want, they, even though they're not in a mic or in the party, they seem to think they're in charge. Like, I don't know if that's everyone's experience, but that's definitely been ours, I've found. There was, like, one guy that was kind of all right, but he played Edge Patrol with us, remember that time? But, like, yeah, the, yeah. Rest, the rest of them have just kind of been dicks. Like, that guy I team killed. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, funny. 
I do enjoy Ecology. I think it's so much fun to play, and like they're going to just the, the amount they've added to this already. Like I'm just excited to see what they add next year. Part of me kind of regrets buying the season pass mode now, realizing that they're going to add free updates to the multiplayer and blackout. Like the season pass is mostly zombies, which mm. kind of I've bought myself out of being able to play them because the three guys, you, Fraser and Michael that I play with, don't have the season pass, so the zombies maps will be useless to me. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm not planning on buying no. the season pass, to be honest, because like, uh, I'll play, if they added content to the blackout mode, then I would probably buy it, but if they're not adding anything to the blackout mode from yeah. the season pass, then there's no reason for me to buy it. Cause that's well, there I'm is a there's characters, but yeah, you're right, blackout mode, if they add the season pass i'll feel like i've got a money's worth like an exclusive map that'll be fine but then you only need to buy like the second dlc pack rather than buy the whole thing like yeah, um, yeah. that's what that's what i would do probably but it yeah. depends how much how much it is for the map or whatever it is but yeah. they haven't announced any of that yet so we'll see what they do they're definitely going to add to it and see that's the crazy thing about this game i don't think call of duty can have battle royale next year because this mode black ops 4 needs to live for a good few years it can't be like done next year and replaced they just can't but then if they don't do it blackout mode next year style thing mm. do you think they'll criticise Call of Duty I think like the only thing that they can do is Modern Warfare 4 that they talked about put a yep. shit hot campaign in it and just do your normal multiplayer um, and people will be fine if they put a satisfying story in it Like, and I, I came up with a, I don't know if you were online when I was saying it they should definitely make it a prequel so that Soap can come back alive because obviously spoilers for a 2007 game or 2008 game Soap died in Modern Warfare 3 and he was right. the main guy. Captain Price is still alive, so they could easily do a sequel. But what if they'd done a sequel where you played as Price and he was talking about missions of soap that you never seen? Like, they could do it that style of way. Um, I, I definitely think that Modern Warfare is the only way that they're going to get around not having Blackout mode or, like, a Battle Royale mode. Um, because, like I said, and I don't know if you agree, but, like, Blackout almost feels like its own separate game away from the multiplayer and stuff. Well, it is. But yeah, it could have been so a standalone. from the other ones. Yeah. yeah. It could have been standalone. They could have easily released Blackout 4 with a campaign, Zombies and Deathmatch, and then released mm. Call of Duty Blackout and just left it as that. Um, I definitely think that that should have been a thing they'd done, um, even if it was digital only, say 30 quid for Blackout mode. Mm. like, um, And then they could have added to it because what they need to do to this is add in maps from like the other franchises within Call of Duty. They need to add in like their Modern Warfare maps. They need to add in... Um, Ghosts maps, and no, not a lot of folk like ghosts, but they need to do that to blackout mode, like have the modern warfare blackout. But then maybe that's what they do, and next year they just make you buy the game again, and it's blackout modern warfare. And this time it's like a big map, but it's modern warfare, you know, multiplayer maps spread out. Yeah. I don't think that's the right move, but I think it's obviously the smart move to make money to make folk buy the new game again because is the fact that doesn't a blackout going to detract some players? Like, how long do you think? What do you think is the best play for them with this? Like, and think yourself out of the equation. Like, think, obviously for us, blackout just being the mode you play until uh, Black Ops 4, mm. Black Ops 5 comes out, you know, it can't happen. So what do you, what do you think is their play? What do you think will happen? Um, I would definitely like if they did a standalone, like Call of Duty, Bla- I don't know if they could even call it blackout, because blackout seems to be tied to... Like Black, Ops. Black Ops, yeah, it is. Yeah, so I don't like if they did Modern Warfare like five, uh, sorry, four next year, then uh, I think it would be a no-brainer to have a, a battle royale mode in it because it seems to be that that's what's connecting with the community. There's so many people playing it all the time, and it's it's huge, even just the, the blackout mode. So it, I think they'll definitely do a 
it'd, it'd do that in it, but I don't know. It's just like for me, this can't just be a one-year game. This can't just be a one-year game with blackout yeah. mode because yeah. they're going to have to cram so much in within the year. And don't get me wrong, they'll probably do it. But then I'm not. I, I like this. Like, don't get me wrong, Black Ops does last. There's still a Black Ops Three community, like mm. like we talked about and we've said several times. One of the pre-ordered bonuses for this was extra maps for Blackout Three. <laughs> Yeah. Like that's crazy. The fact that that game's what three years old now, four years old, mm. and it's still yeah. getting DLC. Like they even released DLC during Infinite Warfare. Like this is more than cutting into World War Two time. Like every year, mm. Call of Duty is meant to like restart. It's a brand new game. Everyone plays it. But Black Ops has always been one in Call of Duty, mostly for zombies. To be honest, in the past, mm. like yeah. players have stuck with zombies, um, and they've just liked it. But the majority of players, like myself, I've just moved on to the next Call of Duty. But now that we've mm. found this one, I'm like. I'm okay with this one, but like, how long do they support blackout mode for? That's viable for them. Like, I don't mind if they start charging for maps; I'll pay for them. But how long is viable? Like, within another, th- it's a three-year cycle, so within three years, we're going to get Black Ops f- Five, but that'll be on the next gen. Mm-hmm. How long do they support this for? That's the other question. Next gen comes in to play. Like, is Call of Duty next year going to be on both, or is it going to be the following one? Like. Yeah, I mean, like, say, uh, well, I mean, I don't think next gen's coming next year. Like, no, that's not what I mean. Call of Duty Duty 3 came onto PS3, and I'm sure it Mm. was cross platform. It was in both platforms, sorry. It was in PS3 Um, as well, so. So, yeah, like, they could do Modern Warfare 4 next year without a black, like, a a, a PUBG, a a Battle Royale mode in it, and then do the following year, whatever game it is, and put a, a Battle Royale mode in it. Because this could, they could just have this one as their battle royale game, and then have the other, like whatever other game it is, say Call of Duty Modern Warfare Four, um, mm. as being their, like their single player campaign plus their usual multiplayer. And was there zombies in Modern Warfare Three? No, no. So, so yeah, they could have uh, like no zombies in it. So this would be your multiplayer, like focused one where you've got your uh, battle royale and your zombies in it, and they'll just keep supporting that for the next year. Um, and then the other one will be your regular like Call of Duty maps and they might even put the, the run and jump stuff back in it to cater to the different audiences yeah like they could know, have maybe. the Black Ops 3 still mode but like Black Ops is a funny beast because like I said Black Ops 3 still being supported so there's nothing mm. to say that even the Call of Duty that comes out after Modern Warfare 4 like the one after it like Call of Duty 2020 no Call of Duty yeah Call of Duty 2020 they could still be supporting Black Ops 4 you know mm. But is is adding a battle royale mode to the next game going to cut into the market for this? You know, hmm. like they need to think of it that way. Is it viable to hmm. keep supporting it and leave out battle royale, or do they make a battle royale next year? And you know, I, I don't know how they'll do it. I hope that they stick with this one because I really enjoy this one. And don't get me wrong, if they make Modern Warfare as good as the last three, I'll definitely buy it. Like I'll probably yeah. buy Call of Duty next year because of this one. Day one probably as well. Um, but like if it's good battle royale I think there'll be some part of me that's disappointed that they've just they're just going to stick it in every game now you know mm. just depends on how much it cuts into their development you know like if they do Modern Warfare 4 without a campaign there'll be a riot like there'll be more outcry than there was with this one like Modern Warfare's known for its campaign like it's the only mm. Call of Duty characters I can probably name to you um, you know like Soap and Roach and Ghost and like the story was so good between those guys that if they don't, they can't release that as multiplayer only like Black Ops. Like Black Ops, they took the gamble and it's worked. It's such a good game. I don't know if they could do that with Modern Warfare. So if Battle Royale is going to take up too much of the development, it might skip next year, but then the 2020 game could have Battle Royale in it. 
you know, do it that way. Like every two years, there's a battle royale mode, but who knows? Because obviously, it looks to me like development cost wise, they have to make a decision whether it's battle royale or campaign. Otherwise, you're like Battlefield Five, and you've got a fragmented game that missed its initial release date anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird one. But yeah, um, but yeah, still enjoying Call of Duty. Um, so yes. the only other thing I played was uh, was Pokemon. Pokemon. Well, no, you played Sega Heroes, so did I. Now, we'll get different. I, I did play oh. that, and I do, and I do yeah. like it. But I've definitely hit a kind of paywall now. Because yeah. I, within the first two days, I played it quite a lot, and I unlocked like four the four kind of characters they just basically give to you. Then I got a fifth one, and then since then, which has been most of a week now, uh, I didn't unlock any more characters until today when I got given a gift of knuckles that they gave to me for like I don't know what it was for. Like they sent me like a a male in the game and it's like oh here's knuckles all right cool them to get unlocked him but i've got uh i've just unlocked the arena which is like you can fight against other people but i'm enjoying it like it's just match three though it's not it's it's just a standard match three. there's nothing exciting about it um i think it's soulless um and it's definitely more paywall based than the likes of um uh Puzzle Quest and uh, the Doctor Who Legacy game, which Doctor Who Legacy game is basically free, and like, apart from cosmetics, whereas a lot of these pay, uh, match three games end up pay well. There you go. You need to pay, or you're gonna have to wait. Like you can play it once a day. You know that's the sort of thing. Yeah. When a game I mean, ends up can... play once a day or pay, you don't want that game. You can play it, but like I just feel like I'm not making very like anyone who's much yeah. progress now because within Overly the first few days I was I was making good good progress, but then I've hit a point like where I'm getting to like these campaign missions and I can't beat them because I, my characters aren't powerful enough and I can't upgrade my characters because my level isn't high enough and yeah. the only way for me to like to get better characters right now is to buy them or buy yeah. or buy chests which are loot boxes so. Yeah, so like for me, if I want to play match three, it'll be Marvel or Doctor Who because both of them don't have as much paywall. Like Marvel does more so than Doctor Who. Yeah. Doctor Who is more like bonus levels and stuff if you decide yeah. to pay. Um, I'll, I will give this don't get me wrong. I, I like the Sega licenses better yeah. than Doctor Who. I would say, and prob- for a game, Marvel, I, I like Sega more. Um, but like license wise, Marvel's probably my favourite, but I don't enjoy mm. the grindiness of Puzzle Quest that is in it. Um Doctor Who's not quite as grindy. I know you you obviously not played it as much as I did, but um this one just the minute I put it on, it's like nope, this is like every other Sega game, it's gonna try and leech money from you eventually and guess what it did. So I'm I'm not gonna go back to it. Uh, like like I say, I'll give it an, I'll give it another week and see how I get on with it. There was an update to it today. It told me there was an update earlier. Like when I had to play it and it, like okay cool and then I went into like the Google Play Store to update and then there wasn't an update there but huh. I've just updated it now so I, I will play it for the next week and see how see how I go with it we'll see cool so yes Pokemon the big one this week go mm. Pikachu we both got um it's the biggest love letter to the original Pokemon games ever since Pokemon Yellow and obviously with red and green um on the Game Boy Advance so Yellow was technically a remaster-ish because it was more based on anime Hmm. Um, the way they gave out the Pokemon and you could suffer Pikachu so it was kind of like a remaster a remake no, remaster Um, because it had coloured graphics and stuff as well for the Game Boy Colors so yeah, that was your first remaster then you get Red and Green in the Game Boy Advance which was made in that generation's graphics that was your second remaster of the remaster (laughs) and now we've got this remaster of the remaster of the remaster 
So, yeah. te- technically on paper, it's a remaster of Yellow, but we have had one, two, three. This is the fourth version of this game. Now, this adds in obviously different features and it's more based along the Pokemon Go crowd. It is a lot easier than Pokemon used to be. It's very easy. Very it's easy. so easy. Like, I read most of the reviews and they, they say the same. It's like the best sort of nostalgic trip, but they never died once. Um, I do look, I do like it, but I wish there was a difficulty setting. And I've said this mm. to you when we're playing Call of Duty that this is the way Pokemon should be, like graphically and the way it plays and stuff. And we'll get into the Pokeball in a minute. Um, but and the way around it, like, I, I want a difficulty setting. And- content of there's 151 trainers and each one of them has got the, a Pokemon at level 75 and you have to beat them with that Pokemon that's not going to be much fun when it comes to like Metapod and the ones that mm. nobody uses like can you imagine trying to level up a Caterpie to level 76 just to beat this guy <laughs> Jeez, I ain't, no I ain't going to be I'm, I ain't going to be doing that I know there's some folk that will and like they'll be the first guy on YouTube to have done it and beat all the master trainers there's, there's some nice wee easter eggs and stuff and they've changed enough of it like Graphically, it's the best-looking Pokemon game because it's the first one that's not basically based on the Game Boy game because they mm. all have been except the 3DS recent ones. Um, and even those weren't that big a change. They just adjusted the camera angle and added in better sprites. This one's a full-on... Like, it looks really good on the telly. Like, I, the only way that I play this game, and we'll get into why in a minute, is on the TV. And even in 4K, like, this game looks really good. Super colourful. Like, the graphics are all nice. Um, you definitely don't feel like you're playing as Ash in this game. Because uh, usually when I played Pokemon, I called my guy Ash and, like, the mm. bad guy Gary. But, like, uh, you don't feel like... You, and there's a reason for that. You you beat the first gym, yeah? Yep. Yeah, so spoiler alert. Uh, blue, not Gary and Ash, but Blue and Red from the original Pokemon um, comics and stuff. They're in this game. Um, and you meet Blue there, and you meet him a couple other times, but I won't tell you where, and it was kind of nice that he came along, so it's like, ah, yeah, that kind of, like, clarifies the point that I'm not Ash Catchem, even though I'm from Pallet Town and I meet Professor Oak, but there's there's a twist where you catch a Pokemon to start with instead of, like, being given it, and um, I want to know what's in the third Pokeball. That's really annoying me because, like, you, you always know what's in the three Pokeballs in every Pokemon game, in this one, you only know Eevee and you caught your own Pikachu, right? So Gary takes Eevee. Well, sorry, your, your rival takes Eevee. What's in the third Pokeball? What Pokemon is that? I hope you get given it at the end because it's really irritating me. And if that's yeah. never discovered, I'm going to write a strongly worded email. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll get more into what it plays like in a minute. Um, but the Pokeball um, Plus, right? Uh, now I've tried it outside the house and it's really annoying. Thank God I was with the kid because I had it in my hand. I couldn't get it linked to my Pokemon Let's uh, my Pokemon Go because it's meant to act as a Pokewalker. Mm. Couldn't do that. Although when I took it back to this, it might have been because I had a Pokemon in the Pokeball. I'm not sure how it works, but basically you're meant to be able to click it and spin Pokestops, which is awesome mm. because like that means you don't have to have your phone out your pocket anymore or phone on. But Pikachu is the one I put in it, and obviously he goes Pika Pika again. He's the only one. I'm a bit disappointed that not all the Pokemon spoke like they do in the anime. You know, I think Eevee does as well. Every time I thought Eevee, that's not the original Eevee voice, but all the rest of them are just kind of this bring bring bong bring bong. You know, they sound like that, like still sound Mm. the same. Um, But like I'm walking about this Pokeball, and I'm down there 
Pirate Pete's because we're going to the beach park and like there's this family walking past and the wee Pokeball goes Pika Pika and I'm holding it and they're like oh look at the wee girl's toy and I'm like thank fuck Lexi's with me like <laughs> if I'd went out like a wee walk like to spin the Pokestops about me and that goes off and a group of guys see me like <laughs> uh, sorry just walking the kids Pikachu but then when I took it back in the house the cool thing is I continued playing Pokemon with Pikachu there and leveled them up there but when I brought the Pokeball, I forgot. I was like, oh, yeah, let's go in this menu and release him from. So he doesn't actually come out the game. You just put information about that character in. Because when I linked it back up, my Pikachu jumped up to like level 28 because I went quite a long walk with the Ewan. So it does do that. I've just not found the way. To, I don't know if my Pokemon Go needs an update or whatever, but it wasn't linking. But it's not a big deal because the connectivity isn't as big as you think. Yes, the the framework is there for it, but the only link that it has, from what I read as well, is the Safari Zone, but that's what we expected. I thought there'd be more connectivity, but there's not. Um, mm. It connects to the Safari Zone, and the, the Pokemon you have, you can send from your mobile app to there, and that's cool. That's a cool way of filling the Safari Zone Pokemon. Um, I would say, and I've played it all control schemes now, the, the best way to play it, uh, obviously not with Pro Controller, because that was discluded um, for whatever fucking reason. Um, it's got motion controls as well, but anyway, right, the Pokeball is the best way to play it. Like, with the Pokeball in your hand, with the, the, the game on the screen, right? You might disagree, but this is how I like playing it, because handheld mode, it's like fucking Star Fox and the Wii U all over. You have to use the, the console to aim, and the Pokemon moves when you're doing it this way, so it's not fun. Like, why didn't they just incorporate the touchscreen? Like, just use that control screen from mm. Pokemon Go. Like, that's mental to me that they didn't use that. Like, so that's really frustrating because Pokemon's always been a handheld game, but I'm loving the fact playing it in the big screen. I've tried it with the Joy-Cons as well. It's not as fun. When you put the Pokeball thing in your hand around your wrist and the thing on your finger, the wee ring bit, and throwing it, like, it feels really cool. Like, this is the way I want to play Pokemon from now on. Like, next year's Pokemon that's coming out, it better be compatible with this Pokeball or I'm going to be so annoyed that this mm. peripheral is only compatible with one game oh, and yeah. surely, surely Nintendo won't do that, Donkey Konga. But like, you know, like, it has to be Donkey compatible. Konga too. No, no, Donkey Konga too. True, true. Tony Hawk's <laughs> right then. So like, um, <laughs> This 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 Pokeball needs to be... I need to be able to play next year's Pokemon with this Pokeball and it needs to have the throwing mechanic. I don't... And the, the fact they took out fighting the wild Pokemon until they're weak enough that you capture them, like, that's kind of sick anyway. Like, beat up this wild animal that's just walking about, you know, and beat it up so you can imprison it. I like this way where it's a bit annoyed and you try and feed it berries and they're like, come on, come on, come on, be my friend. And I love trying to throw it different ways. I don't think it's... I don't think it does curveballs very well. Um, no. I think I think the the joystick itself, when you're selecting menu options, is a bit too quick. Like I think it's the the settings on it are light. Like sometimes I'm choosing the wrong option if I'm just flicking up and down. Walking about's absolutely fine. I don't like the fact that the whole design for the game doesn't recognise I'm using the because at the start of the game it says what control scheme are you using? Handheld Joy-Con or Pokeball? Hmm. I choose Pokeball every time because I bought it for that. When I'm playing the game, it sometimes says press Y. The Pokeballs get A and B, the top button and the joystick click. So I have to go the long way with two menus, which is really annoying. First world problems, I know, but they should have thought about that. Like, Pokemon, like, come on, like, you're a big game. Like, at least recognize the controller I'm using and don't try and... And especially when I'm catching a Pokemon and it's got the Joy-Con icon, like, throw your Joy-Con. I'm not using that pitch. I'm using hmm. the Pokeball. Like... 
that's such a fucking lazy, lazy design that they've not even bothered incorporating the Pokeball icon. And like, there's no even any teaching on the screen for the po- for having the Pokeball. It's just a case of, yep, we recognise you've got the Pokeball, but all the directions and the 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 tutorials are going to be involving the Joy-Con usage, which I get because that everyone's got a Joy-Con. But at the same time, I spent like forty quid in this. No matter how you look at it, right? <laughs> you should have at least incorporated it in some part of your menu design like so yeah it's the best and worst thing about the game uh it's kind of cool when you plug it into charge it does the pokemon healing thing like dun, 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 dun. when you catch a pokemon the vibrations and the sound coming from it it feels like a premium piece of kit but it does have its flaws um i'm enjoying like walking about using the joystick at first it was a bit daunting but see now i'm like man I would play every fucking game with just this ball if that was possible because this feels so natural to me. Uh, like I said, it took me a good few hours for it to become that. I have put like 12 hours maybe into the game already. It, it, it's an RPG, obviously, so even with it being easier, there's going to be like at least 30 to 40 hours gameplay in this game. Um, so that's without after-game content, like catching your legendaries and stuff. I, I, so like I said I'm enjoying it I'm enjoying the nods to the past you can you can get Bulbasaur's in the wild this time because that woman in Viridian Forest wasn't lying in red and blue when she said my friend said there was Bulbasaur's in this forest and there never was and I spent hours as a child with my Game Boy trying to find a fucking Bulbasaur but there mm-hmm. wasn't and in this game yes I spent an hour but a Bulbasaur appeared in Viridian Forest and I caught him so I was well happy with that um, so really insane. the gyms look really nice I love the way that they're kind of it is, it is an introduction game for kids this is not designed for us but for us playing it it is a wee bit like oh yeah like this is the best way to play this game now don't get me wrong there's something still charming about the 8-bit graphics in the Game Boy I'll never lose my love for 8 and 16-bit but for like Bethany's age or like Lexi when she's older, she she isn't going to be wanting to play a Game Boy. At most, she'll play this game and still say the graphics suck, you know. But like yeah. this is this is this is the game for them. But this is also the game for us because it's sparking all the right nostalgia boxes. The Pokemon look amazing. The fights are quite cool, although it still annoys me every fucking time that Acid comes out and it's orange, which is the fire color. It should be purple because that looks like poison. Uh, to me anyway, you know, but like, I absolutely love it, I think everything looks nice about the game they're still based on the original fighting system, where it's like turn based, throw a move, wait use a potion, move, that's fine that's what Pokemon is, that's its core, but some evolution on it would have been nice, I get this is a remake and it might be different next year, but again, like I said, the Pokeball is the best and the worst thing about it, I absolutely love it but I absolutely hate it sometimes but I do want to play every Pokemon game with it now like it's it shouldn't be over complicated Pokemon get in your menu choose an option to fight that's it uh, throwing the Pokeball for the most part it works okay like sometimes it'll be like I didn't I fucking threw it the same but then again sometimes it becomes too easy because once you find the sweet spot you can just throw it like that every time and you'll get an excellent throw um, it is a bit challenging sometimes with the Pokemon move about a bit or they fight back at you and you have to throw them a berry to calm them down or what but for the most part, yeah, I love this game. I think it's so nice. Um, it's what I dreamed of Pokemon being when I was younger. Like, I want to play it on the big console, on the big telly. And I know they had Gales of Darkness and stuff in the GameCube, but no one played them. And they're like £65 now. No one's no one's buying them. No one's playing them. They weren't full RPGs. This is what we wanted. Imagine this on a bigger scale for next year. And next year, that's game of the year for me. If, the, if they manage to make it look like this, which they have to now, they can't look worse than this. If anything, it has to look better. Because um, I'm, I'm giving this some grace because it is a remake. 
um, mm. rather than picking some of it apart because some of it still feels antiquated because it's based on the old systems like the fighting. But for me, going about the SSN, seeing some of the new things like Gary popping up, I keep saying, I'm going to say Gary, Gary popping up or Blue, um, the trainers are exactly where they are. All the guys still say the same thing. Like, it is literally, they haven't done any story work apart from the wee bonuses. Like, all the Pokemon are the same. It's cool catching new Pokemon in the wild in places you wouldn't expect them. I love how you can see a Rattata just walking about, and it's not even just mm. in the grass, and like a yeah. Pidgey just flying overhead and stuff. And it's like, that is so cool, man. Like, it, it reminds me of playing Final Fantasy XII for the first time. It's like, oh my God, you can see the enemies walking about. Like, just a simple thing like this which we've wished Pokemon would have done for years and it's finally here. I think they've done a good job, but they haven't done the best job they could over this. The polish isn't... It's polished, but there's certain wee tweaks to the polish that could have made it shine that bit more. There you go. Yeah. You just agree with everything I said, is that it? Yeah. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. Um, we ended up not getting the the, the version that come with the Pokeball um, just because of the way the, the orders worked out. Uh, I can't remember where I ordered it from, but it, the order fucked up until we had, uh, we ended up just ordering the uh, the Pikachu one off Amazon, um, and that that came. We've been we've been playing that. The uh, like Bethany played it on the TV up to pretty much up to the point where you fight Brock, and she did that and got through it no problem. Didn't die at all. Like, Are you using the dropout <laughs> feature? Because obviously, if I can join one, you can drop in. Yeah, so we haven't tried the the multiplayer at all at all yet. Um, just because of the, just because of the, when we were playing it, and like obviously with the Joy Cons, like our left Joy Con doesn't work properly, so yeah, there's that. <laughs> That's the whole thing. But the right Joy Con works absolutely perfectly. The the red one. So she's been using that to play it on on the TV fine, and then she was playing it a bit in handheld mode tonight. So she's like on her way to Moon, whatever it is, Moon Cave or some whatever Moon. it's called, Mount Moon. Yeah, um, and I and I've pretty much just gone into that cave. Uh, T- tonight as well. I think I've put two hours into it, and she's maybe like three. Um, but yeah, it's it's all right. I definitely am not enjoying it as much as what I remember enjoying the original games back in the day. Because I I kind of miss like fighting the Pokemon, like to bring their health down to then catch them. Like because sometimes you could like take a little bit of health off them and then just catch them, and and then all times it would be a case that you'd have to take them right down to like almost dead before you would be able to catch them, and then use a great ball or whatever it is. But um. But this one doesn't have that. It's just like oh, you. It's just the same as Pokemon Go for your catcher mechanic. Um, I've played entirely in handheld mode so far, and I've right. not had any issues at all with the game. I hate it in handheld mode. Like yeah, you you, you need to aim a little bit, but it's nowhere near as obtrusive to like catching a Pokemon as what Pokemon Go is. Like especially now the way Pokemon Go is like because it's got that fucking AR Plus thing turned on. And I don't know how to turn it off and. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't work. I push the button. It's like droop, 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 and it doesn't do anything. Um, it's top top right. It is, but it doesn't do anything when you, when uh, you push that slider. Like mine doesn't on. Mine doesn't do that. Yeah, so like I can't turn it off for some reason. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, well, I guess this is how I don't play the game now. Um, but yeah, like it shows up with the grass, and you just you need to aim to the Pokemon, and it, the Pokemon just doesn't not seem to come out of the grass now for whatever reason. I don't know how it works. Um, the game has gone past the point where I care about it now, Pokemon Go. But uh, but this reminds me of Pokemon Go when it first came out and it's just you throw the Pokeball and you, if you get it right, some, most of the time it will catch Pokemon, sometimes it doesn't. And it's obviously got the uh, the colours, so like green you'll pretty much always catch it and then if it's like 
orange or red or whatever, then you've got less of a chance of catching it. Which is okay. The gym battles and the like, the regular battles against trainers and stuff like that are fine, but it's not like it's not exciting me. Like I'm I'm playing it, but it's kind of like I'm playing it because I want to catch the Pokemon and progress through it, and I do want to get through the game, but I'm not playing it because I'm having like a massive amount of fun in the game. Like Bethany's really enjoying it, but I think it's because. But you're not really, as big a Pokemon really fan as even me. You know? Oh no, for sure! Like, like this is the first Pokemon game I've played since Red and Blue. <laughs> so, like, put yeah. it that way. <laughs> so and, like, yeah, I totally. Crazy, I think's really loving it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely not enjoying it as much as what I enjoyed like those games back in the day. But again, it is just those games that I have already played. So it's it's all right to me. Um, I would say that this is this is a good entry level Pokemon game for kids. Yeah. So like. Bethany's loving it because she can go around, she can catch Pokemon, she knows exactly how it all works. They should and, definitely alternate them, like, every year. Um, do a Let's Go version of the next generation, like a remake of Go, like in two years, instead of having just RPG version, RPG, core RPG as they're calling it, core RPG. Just do core next year and then go back to Let's Go the year after because, I mean, it'll still have the Pokemon Go compatibility because they've added, mm. like, four generations in it now. Yeah. And, I mean, we're up, up to generation, like, eight or nine or something in Pokemon, mm. maybe even higher. So that's, like, 20 years worth if they take, like, <laughs> a gap yeah. every, you know. So it's, it's there. And I definitely think they should continue it because kids are the market, you know, no matter what yeah, I don't definitely. say. There's less adults buying these games than there are kids. Yep, totally true. But yeah, um, but I am like I don't know. That I'm necessarily enjoying it, but like it's it is compelling me to go back and play it more, even though it's it's not grindy, but it's just kind of it is satisfying catching a Pokemon and beating the gym leaders. Yeah, but it's kind of like it's kind of like I would liken it right to the way that I play like games for easy trophies, where like you can, I can go through and I can, like get a trophy, and then okay, I'll go and get the next trophy, and then the next one, and the next one, and it's kind of similar to that to me, like where I'm not like absolutely engaged with the game, but I'm just playing it as like kind of like a mobile game, I would say, where it's just like this is my mobile game that I'm playing, and it's definitely more entertaining than Sega Heroes. I'll give it that. Yes. <laughs> and the characters I've already got more characters in this than I do in Sega Heroes so and I've played this for less time than I've played Sega Heroes but yeah it looks really really nice like I will say that it looks absolutely stunning um, both handheld and, and on the TV uh, I, I think I've probably enjoyed catching the Pokemon more in handheld mode though than, than throwing the, the Joy-Con because I think like it just feels more like I'm playing like a more of a proper game, even though I, even though I'm saying it's like it feels like a mobile game kind of thing, but if it, it feels more like I'm playing a, a proper like handheld game when I'm playing it on the on the uh, on the, uh, portable mode than when I'm playing on the TV because it reminds me of like a Wii game, like you know all those like casual games they chucked on the Wii. It looks nicer than a Wii game. It does, oh no, totally, it does, like, in terms of the graphics and stuff like that, but in terms of the, I mean, the gameplay side of it, like, just using, like, one button, essentially, and, like, just throwing the Joy-Con, like, that isn't any fun to me, I, like, I, I'm not digging that at all. I, th- I think, have you, tried the, the have you tried the Pokeball yet? No, no, like I say, like, we never ended up getting the Pokeball version, um, I'm gonna buy the Pokeball um, next week. So. I think, I think, reevaluate once you've tried it with 
Yeah. And obviously, you get it's how you get Mew in this game, which yeah. in the original game competitions to do so. Um, so I, I really, really think that the Pokeballs, it's a really cool piece of kit, but knowing you, you'll, you'll hate it. Yeah, no, I know that this is where you turn the turn it off, but like it doesn't work for me. It doesn't let me turn it off, like in the menu. Oh. It doesn't it doesn't work. Um, there's like some kind of error with it, and there's a, there's a workaround of some kind of way, but I, I haven't gone to the. Are you playing it on your Note Nine? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But I don't know. It's strange. Um, but yeah, Pokemon Let's Go. Uh, it's it's all right. Like is is what I could really say about it. I, I will I will play it more for next week and uh, get get more into it for next week. I'm definitely like this was possibly a game of the year contender for, and See, I, don't I don't even know if I don't know if it will hit my top five. Like I mean, I don't even think that I would consider it for game of the year because it is just a remake. Like I've already played the game and done it all before, so like it's not just a remake. You've got to give it. Aye, but it's the same game as what we played. In the oh yeah, yeah, game, boy, yeah. That's maybe on. that's maybe why I'm kind of not as compelled to play it. Like I'm getting nostalgia from it, and I love the new graphics, and I'm fine with the catching system, like you said. But you are right; it's like a game that I know so well because it wasn't like a huge RPG like years mm. ago. The only grindy part was leveling up your Pokemon, which is done now from like everything. Like Pokemon level up every time you do it anything in this game. Like you mm. catch a Pokemon, the rest of your Pokemon level up. You fight somebody, your Pokemon level up. You put a Pokemon in the Pokeball and go walk, your Pokemon goes up like mm-hmm. 10 levels. So it's like really, really easy. Um, I think they had to add those 151 trainers in for the core players that are buying it that are going to complain. Um, yeah. But like for me, yes, yeah, it's, it's absolutely fine. Like it does everything that I wanted it to do. But I mean, see if this came out 10 years ago, I might be a bit more hype about it. But see, at this mm-hmm. stage, it's like, oh, I see what you've done, but you've not even added much new dialogue except for like Blue running up and telling me stuff every now and then. It's like, yeah. cool. So, you've effectively made money off of. This. You didn't even have to have to descript most of your sprites. Like even though they look nice, it's like they they, they were about somewhere anyway. <laughs> um, you know, so I, I do like it. Like I'm saying bad things about it, but I definitely say it was still an eight percent solid game. Like you've got to remember who it was designed for, and for yeah. me, it works functionally well. Like for a kid, this would be fucking. If I was like twenty years younger, this would be like oh my fucking god. Do you know what I mean? Like, but I'm not. I'm not a kid anymore, and. Yeah, next year's Pokemon game could be a bit better, but like I said, if it doesn't work with the Pokeball, then I'm going to be quite annoyed about this accessory. Yeah, I can't see it not working. Like They, they might have two different control schemes in the game. In some I would way. hope so. Like, because then that would let the kids that into it from this game, you yeah. know, because a lot of kids' first introduction to Pokemon was Pokemon Go, so mm. they're going to want this game. And then next year's going to come out and they're going to want that, but if they can't play it with the Pokeball they bought, they're going to be like, oh, why is there like six different button presses on this mm, Pro yeah. Controller now? You know, and I might choose to play it with the Pro Controller next year, but I would, I, I just like the catch mechanic and stuff. And hmm. you could even, this would work if you fought the wild Pokemon as well, though, because it's got the button yeah. presses. So I get, I get what this game's trying to do, but we're maybe ten to twenty years too old for it. Probably, yeah. But uh, Bethany's really, really enjoying it. So uh, I can and, imagine. And, and yeah. like, I, I bought it for for her to play. Yeah. And like, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of playing it so that I can like talk to her about it. Like, yeah. uh, so we can see like where we've got to. And to be fair, like she did tell me how to beat Brock easily, like <laughs> <laughs> because uh, she like uh, I mean it taught her enough to be able to go. Okay, yeah. Um, you need different uh, types. Uh, yeah, so you need the different types of Pokemon. The rock, paper, scissors mechanic. <laughs> yeah, so like you use the uh, the grass type against the rock 
guys. Or the water. The, yeah. Or the water, yeah. We may not have any water ones yet, but... So um, it even says at the first gym, show me a water Pokemon before you get in. Like, it, it or I think makes, it's a grass one, it says. Yeah, or water or yeah. grass, it says. Yeah, so like you have to go and get one of them. And if you don't have one, then you can't fight them. But I had Bulbasaur at that point. But to me, it felt like, get to fuck, mate. I want to fight him with Pikachu. And to prove a point, I beat every trainer in there with Pikachu because I'd got him double kick at that point. And I even beat mm. Brock's Onyx. Don't get, it's, it's really impressive. And you can have a Pokemon fall and you. You can ride on like Charizard. You can ride in the back of Onyx. And Onyx is huge in this game like he was in the anime, which is awesome. Mm. Yeah. So there are some parts it's really ticked the box for. But see if this was a new Pokemon game, with, you know, like if they made a new one with the, um, the Pokemon... The, the reason this one's cool is because it is the good Pokemon before they started designing bin bags with arms, which is, if you look it up, a Pokemon or an yeah. ice cream cone. Like These are the ones that I can name most mm. of them. Um, these are the original ones. They're the best designed ones. So if they brought one out with a new map, a new story with these Pokemon, yeah, yeah, that would be cool. I think it's pretty ridiculous, though, that I can use an Oddish to kill an Onix in one hit. It's because <laughs> he's weak against grass. But that's fucking ludicrous. Like you see the big that's thing, the Pokemon like, oh my world, God, it's so huge, and, the, and then this tiny little shitty radish-looking guy can just like kill it in one David, hit. David and Goliath. What the hell, man? Um, but yeah, the, I was like, okay, well, there's no challenge in this game whatsoever, and and yeah, that's definitely borne out in any fight that I've had. Like it's so much so that like I keep forgetting to go and heal my Pokemon because they almost never need healed. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I've been through two or three towns and hadn't need to heal my Pokemon. And like yeah. when I did, all I did was switch out Pikachu. Like I have legitimate. Like I got Mew, and it feels weird having Mew because he was a kind of end game, like strong character. Yeah. And I, I got him before I caught any other Pokemon because he's in the Pokeball, right? Fair yeah. enough. And it's not like he's a stupid high level anyway. But the only Pokemon I've ever fought with is Pikachu. I've never had to swap them. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, I swapped them out because sometimes the wild Pokemon will run into you, you know, if you're walking the wrong way. Mm. So I swapped them out, but I've never had to fight. I've never had to change Pikachu. I've had to heal him in one fight, and I don't even think I needed to. Like, I could have still probably got my hits in and won. Mm. So, yeah, I'm maybe, not, I would say a third through the game, and okay. I've I've needed to heal once. Like, like, legitimately needing ones, but that was only Pikachu. Like, the rest of my team were full. <laughs> like, there is not, a, like I said, they needed a difficulty level in this. See if they had a hard mode, fine. Like, yeah. fine. But they didn't, um, and they could have easily done that. And people have been crying out for difficulty levels in Pokemon for years, but again, these people have to remember it's for the kids. Like, sometimes that happens, and that's okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We've got Call of Duty, the kids can have a game. And if yeah. I get some enjoyment out of it and think it looks cool, that's fair enough. But I don't think I'll rush to buy the next Let's Go unless, like, Lexi's three or four and goes, I want that, Dad. And I'll be like, yes, you can have anything you want because I'm a sucker for you. But, like, you know, it's like, I just I just don't think this is the Pokemon game for me, um, especially, like, if they do a second gen because I never played, like, the second gen much. Like, the only one I've really finished is the first one. And, and Yellow, I got Yellow. Um, and... I'm not like a Fraser. I didn't get overly into it um, when I was younger. I enjoyed the cartoon at the time, but it was like, move along when the next thing came out. Um, and I, don't get me wrong, I've kept up with it. I've played most iterations of this game, but because they've all been exactly the fucking same, 
then I've, I'm like, I, 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 it's just I don't want to play these anymore. Like, and the Pokemon just end up looking worse and worse each generation. And don't get me wrong, you get your Pidgeys, you get your Pikachus in every version, but it's not the same. Like, I want to know them all, and I want them all to look like reasonable enough creatures like they're doing this. And don't get me wrong, they, they occasionally have one or two in the new, new ones that look kind of cool, but for the majority of it, the rest of them are just like potato characters. Mm. Like, so, Yeah. It's cool, but I don't think the next one I'll buy. I'm saying that now. I'm just saying I don't think I'll buy it. But again, that'll be three, four years down the line. There's not going to be another one next year or the year after. So, uh, well, maybe the year after, maybe 2020, we'll see one. And like I said, by that time, my daughter will be three. So maybe she'll be, Daddy, get me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, dear. Like, I've got a year left of safety before I need to get a lock in my room door. Maybe not <laughs> even a year. It's nuts to think that Lexi's one and like, just a bit, just over a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first year just goes like completely. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm glad Bethany likes it. Like that's the target audience. Kind of Bethany's age are the ones that are going to appreciate it more. Like they're the ones that are going to grasp what it is, and it's easy enough for them to enjoy. Like it's not going to be like I hate this mm. game because it's too difficult, which mm, normal yep. Pokemon might be. But it's it's a good. It's also a good. We not just Pokemon, but an RPG introduction where she has to learn about our team. And just to learn about like the the moves and like what works, healing items, you know, saving, you know, quests, kind of not really quests and game. Well, there is a couple of go go to see this guy quests, you know, to keep the yeah. story moving. So yeah, next game for Bethany's Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> yeah, I don't see her playing that one. But I mean, like, no. uh, like Lost Field that I've got, like that's Kingdom a great Hearts. Um, ca- well, see, she yeah, gets into RPGs. Played, yeah. She's played a little bit of Kingdom Hearts, so like. She's kind of interested in that because of Disney, but uh, but yeah, I think uh, if she can get through Pokemon, then uh, she can definitely start to move on to other oh. slightly bigger RPGs. Talking of which, Kingdom Hearts before we finish, we discussed pre-show last week when I was down in London. Um, there's a good deal just now, and it's not even a sale or mm. anything, so if this does hit a sale, grab it definitely, but um, for Kingdom Hearts, the complete package, which is 1.5, 2.5, 2.8, and 3, 80, 89 quid on the PlayStation, which sounds like a lot, yep. but... For all those games separate, it's like, what, 10 to £20 dearer, depending on where you buy them and when you buy them. So for the digital versions, you're saving a fortune. So with yeah, the it's a really good deal. For Kingdom Hearts 3 alone, it's 50 quid digital. So yep. that's half the price right there. But you're getting every Kingdom Hearts game. Well, you're not getting the full versions of the DS ones and the PSP yeah, ones. You're getting, but like, you're the getting movie versions. You're getting enough to know the story, so that's fine. Yeah, you're getting the main games and the 2.8 yeah. Who Wanted It collection. That that is a good deal. Like uh, I am one hundred percent gonna buy that in January before the game comes out. Yeah, I'm, that's that's the version I'm getting because I'm Kingdom Hearts, and the the original ones are not coming to Xbox. I'd rather play Mix, but that's the package I'm buying because mm. that's such a good deal. Because I do want to have the other ones. Um, I don't know when to get it though. Um, I I don't think it will hit a sale before it comes out. I think that's silly. No, to no, it, it won't. I'm just waiting till after Christmas before I spend like ninety pound on something just for me. <laughs> yeah, but when you think on it, like I spent a hundred quid on Infinite Warfare with Modern Warfare Remastered, and I valued that at fifty quid for each game. Hmm. You know, so pff, who knows? Like, I don't think this is a bad price at all. Like, see, oh, no, originally, price. originally I had to look at it twice, and so did you. Like, because it, it appears as if what do you not get Kingdom Hearts three? Like, how does this hmm. work? But you got all the other games right away, so. That Three titles, 
which have got like a couple of games in each one of them and like the main games Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 they're, they're a good 40-50 hour RPG easily you know so yep. you're getting it's a pound per minute for those games Kingdom Hearts 3 is looking like it's going to be even bigger and you're getting that included so it is like it's a no-brainer to buy it that way yep. if you buy it separate then then you're crazy like if you're sitting with them in your basket just now get rid of them and buy the package because you get them just now and Kingdom Hearts 3 for cheaper and if yep. you use CD keys you get an, an extra wee discount yeah you get it for like run about 80 odd yeah so then that makes the deal even sweeter so yeah definitely yeah. Go, go that way 80 um, pounds was it in 10 pounds playstation credit left over or something basically yeah cool Some, something something like that anyway yeah but yeah we, we better better wrap up there we better wrap up yeah so thanks very much for listening this week uh thanks for chip for calling in for our 300th episode thanks for the rest of all games for supporting us for our 300th episode and <laughs> getting on those phones and calling in we love you all too <laughs> um but yeah thanks very much guys um we'll at least have another 300 done before we retire anyway so yep it's good to see, like even though i'm patting ourselves in the back it is good to see podcasts sticking around because so many of them start and go away starting at radio so Star Wars Rebels cast, but that's not my fault. But like, comic so book 101. Many, comic <laughs> book 101. Yeah, that was my fault. But like, um, for the for the most part, like you don't get shows that stick around this often. And like, I know from myself, I look how many episodes the shows have before I even listen to them. So hopefully, this kind of attracts folk to listen to us. And um, at least the first half of them were uploaded anyway um, on on the iTunes and Stitcher. Ah, uh, yeah, I mean we're up to like two, I think two seventy. Actually, we're, we're not pushing Stitcher anymore on your podcast app. Just yeah, whatever it is, forty to the one. Yeah, but yeah, thanks very much for listening, and we'll be back next week. Peace out. Bye. Just-